Brent, you and the listeners might have noticed recently that last episode we instituted a whole brand new system on this podcast that seems to work on some podcast apps. Mm -hmm. Did you happen to see that? I did, of course. Yes, uh, you sought this information out, uh, you applied it, and it seems to have worked swimmingly. Oh, thank you. I think I thought it was fucking cool. Yeah. And what we're talking so. about is our new podcast self-wiping feature. If you're stuck on the podcast right. toilet and you're just listening all day, we mm-hmm. will set a timer for you and a hand will actually pop out of your phone mm-hmm. and help you along with the process. As seen on Shark Tank. As seen on Shark Tank. As seen on Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's how we workshop here live, everybody. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I did, I w- I've been curious about this feature for a while. I didn't think it actually existed. It was one of those things that I thought should exist but didn't. And that was that when we talk about all these cool things, movies, whatever, comics, topics of any kind, products, that we want people to know about, um, you know, we do our best to try to you do it, you do the best for our, for our podcast of uploading all these photos that you find for the things we talk about onto the various social medias that we're on, so that people can know what we're what we're talking about and all that. Uh, however, I'd always wondered like if there was a way that you could just embed that into the podcast itself. Mm-hmm. That would be so great. You could give people that info, either like a link or a photo. And uh, I looked it up the other week, and it turned out that this is totally already a thing. And it was through Apple Podcasts I first saw, and then I saw overcast which is an amazing podcast app that you oh recommended God. for me uh and this thing is free it's, it's developed by one guy as far as i know and he's super nice mm-hmm. about it he's very cool it doesn't really ask you for any money like you can i think you were telling me before the show you do throw some money at it just because it's that good of an mm-hmm. app right the overcast one yeah and like all of the changes that are made to the app like any updates that come across it you know he's got like the routine bug fixes and whatnot uh, many of which I've not even had happen to me. Right. But, you know, it's no got issues. That. But also, like, he implements things to help better organize it and make it a, a better user interface. So I'm just wildly impressed. I Look, I'm a, a big fan <laughs> of Apple, uh, but I will say their podcast app is underwhelming. Right, right. It annoys me that they won't update our podcast artwork on there. <laughs> it's still stuck in the fucking be, Star Wars shit. Star Wars one. I mean, there and could they've be given us emails ones. that should be fixed, but it is yeah. not. Yeah, no, so no. annoying. But, but uh, uh, yeah. yeah, like Overcast is incredible, and uh, we found a way through, uh, I guess, like a, a version of their software or yeah. a spinoff of that to uh, to implement that to where it updates on Overcast, and uh, we tried it on Apple Podcast as well. Yeah, it works right? on there, and it yeah. should work on more. I, I couldn't really see how it worked on Spotify as well, but I'm hoping you know people if you if you'd like uh, to let us know if it works on there. Essentially, throughout the show, as we talk about things, you should your photos should change instead of our logo photo. It should be the mm-hmm. item we're talking about, uh, yeah. and you can put all kinds of stuff up on there. And then also there should be a link. So uh, it depends on your podcast app. It might be hidden somewhere, but you should be able to have like a Wikipedia article link at least, or maybe a YouTube link that kind of stuff so we can sprinkle it throughout the episode just to make it a little bit nicer experience for everybody. So yeah. uh, it worked out pretty well. It was fairly easy. And uh, that Overcast app, I just you know wanted to gush about it a little bit because it's so great and people should should really check it out. If you're, if you're listening yeah. to tons of podcasts, it really has the best features out there and mm-hmm. uh, it's really awesome. So check them out. But uh, yeah, it was kind of cool, man. Uh, mm-hmm. I like this new feature. It was, it was neat to be able to show. Like last week, I put like the Warriors poster up when you talked about the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that was fun, man. And there was one very... Hilarious one that our friend Liz, Liz Wilson, uh, past and future guest, sent us. Uh, she had, she was listening to 
our podcast on her, um, I guess it was uh, through Bluetooth uh, on her car, and her car's display would update the artwork on there, and she sent us a photo of it, and it was, you know, uh, it may have been the Warriors, I'm not sure which one it was, but then eventually she sent us one that was a picture of the Sausage Party (laughs) poster, which is just like, basically an erect penis with eyes on it, right? Yeah. And uh, so that was was pretty funny. I didn't even think about it showing up on a car display, that was great. I thought about it on a phone Mm -hmm. or uh, an iPad maybe or something, but yeah, man. What a look. You know? I mean, Sorry you for know, your kids, everybody. <laughs> look, the movie isn't great. That poster's solid, though. You know? Yeah, right. you got to give them points. Absolutely, points for that. man. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I'm glad that that feature's out there. So, that, mm-hmm. you know, look forward to that. Don't look forward to any other new features because we could only implement, like, one a year. Yeah. Look, it's know? hard. Okay? It's hard out here for a podcaster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Goddamn lately. And, and, you know... We're, we're, and pimps. The, the, Don't the forget peepees. the pimps. Hashtag never forget the pimps. But, uh, yeah, we're going to uh, try to keep this uh, going consistently. Yeah. Um, and But don't worry. We're still not making money from this podcast. Oh, we're yeah. We're losing money. But we're not paying so, any more money for this feature, which is pretty this is nice. True. This Except is for true. our time, which kind of Shout out sucks. to Overcast. You know, we appreciate yeah, it. For not yeah. charging us. That's great. Thank you. It's thank quite you, wonderful. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I, I know that wasn't like a super funny opening, but uh, definitely an informative one. And mm-hmm. as the show progresses, hopefully you'll see some really fun photos pop up. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, Brent, you want to get into this be, then? It's just going to be Goatsy's butthole just popping oh, up. Oh, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the thing. You can put anything you want in there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it doesn't seem like it's as checked as some of the other things because it's just in the metadata. So I'm thinking we can, we can put some pretty rad pictures up there, Brent. <laughs> Stephen, I just it popped in my brain. Like, what do you think would happen if Medusa stared at Goatsy's butthole? Oh wow! Would it? Okay. What if they fell in love? Because oh, my first is... thought is his butthole turns to stone. But I think mm. you. Don't, I don't. There's no eyes in there. <laughs> there's no eye in Goatsy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and on that note, uh, we're doing it. I'm Steven, and I like to party. I'm Brent, and uh, I'm a stuntman. No, we can't all say I like to party. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Really looking forward to discussing Hot Rod with you today, Brent. Mm-hmm. Uh, movie of the week, and uh, yeah, looking forward to that. This is mm-hmm. a 2007 film that. Uh, I didn't really watch for a long time and then got back into only in the last few years. So it was a blast to watch it for this and excited to talk about that with you. Did you mm-hmm. want to open us up with some other mini topics to start the day, though? Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, real quick. I want to say welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. We just giggled over the. Absolutely. <laughs> why would you why would you go back? You, pro- I, you giggle, you progress. OK, so this Everything's is going to be good. one of those things. I'll have to go back and edit. OK, there we go. Uh-huh. Always Make a good sure. start. Uh, so. Uh, I do have one thing I want to mention that you mentioned on the last episode, which is the 2023 movie 65. Oh, you went back and watched that? I did. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it had dinosaurs in it. I found some time. It was one thing. It was an hour and a half long. Right. Um, Adam Driver, dinosaurs. Yeah. Some actress. uh, Don't even know. um, Vegetation. All star in a movie about... (laughs) Uh, a human that is back in time and lands on Earth or whatever. You Look, nailed it. I'll be honest, I didn't really care for this movie. <laughs> Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Uh, I like dinosaurs, uh-huh. you know? I fucking love dinosaurs, even. Right. 
So to see an alien person come to my hometown, Earth, oh, okay. and start yakking the natives like that? Right. No. No, I, I play for the home team here, mm-hmm. you know? Makes sense. I, you know, I'm a, a big animal fan. I, I, <laughs> I consider dinosaurs in the same realm as, like, uh, dogs in movies to me. Oh. So I don't want to see, like, <laughs> dogs get hurt. I don't want to see yeah. dinosaurs get hurt. Don't see I understand, guy. like... If one has to defend themselves for their lives or whatever in a movie, you know? Yeah. But he was treating those dinosaurs like they were all cocaine bear. Wow, you're totally you know? right. I didn't even think about this from the dinosaur perspective. You're right. Yeah. And also another thing is like, you know, I don't know if people have watched this or, or know the plot, but I thought it was a movie about uh, Adam Driver, human earthling man, mm. getting sent back through time to oh, okay. 65 million years ago. But it's not. He's like some alien guy. Right. Uh, that crashed land on Earth 65 million years here. ago. And like, these dinosaurs, sure, like, they would all die eventually, but I I wanted it to be from natural causes or, you know. Mm-hmm. They were just minding their business one day and some, some alien just landed on their planet and started shooting lasers at them. And they're like, what the yeah. fuck, man? I was literally just eating leaves. Yeah. And, and that, try to eat your face. Thing. They they really didn't have many like herbivores in it. It was just those don't. Carnivores. That's a myth. That's a that's like a socialist liberal oh propaganda. God, yeah, Stephen Fisher dinosaur truther. Well, listen, you want to get really down into it. The Bible's older than dinosaurs. That's right. <laughs> They're right there in the middle. If you looked at the lost books, so I, you showed me years ago that. Um, I guess it was a cartoon, but like a toy line with dinosaurs with like rockets and lasers and stuff on their backs. Like they were like, uh, I think we already talked about it at least. That, that was last year when you talked to uh, Boosie. Oh, okay. The Jurassic Park episode. Right. Oh, I just replaced on, people. Yeah, yeah. yeah, when you're not there, I just think you're yeah. there. Um, Look, we're all white Canadians to you. Thanks, uh, yeah, you know, basically no. everybody in my mind is a white Canadian. Uh <laughs> We talked about that. That's what I would picture with this. That'd be great. Like, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> excuse me, this alien comes to Earth with laser guns, but then the dinosaurs fight back. That's the that's the movie I want to watch, you know? Yeah. I, I I feel like dinosaurs are often subbed in for, like, zombies or monsters or something like that, uh, where they're just, like, bloodthirsty predators. But, like, they're kind of quasi bird reptiles and typically once they have a belly full of food they're kind of just chill for a little bit you know they're not always on the move like trying to hunt down people dinosaurs are more afraid of us than we are of them yeah you actually just described yourself very well i feel yeah you're Uh kind of bird like once you get your belly full you just want to sit down and watch Mm -hmm. some uh american zombie idol that's right. You, you know? know, and just go about your business and do your day. <laughs> I don't know, little pitchy dog. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. Yeah, uh, I brought it up. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, I I didn't I didn't love that movie either. It's just that it's uh, I thought it was just like dumb fun. So uh, if, if you if if you feel that the dinosaurs rights were not properly, you know, portrayed in that film i totally understand that though and yeah. uh it's not it's not much of a film i just thought like man i'm so glad they were able just to kind of make this quick ballsy not even ballsy it's not like it's like out of the the realm of like it's like a typical movie but uh mm-hmm. just the fact they were able to spend that much money on this this film i was just like yeah man fucking go for it dinosaurs 
I don't driver yeah. laser guns and shit. I don't know. I'm down for it. So I think like the cinematography looks good for the most part. There were a couple of like aerial shots where uh, she was under the sea. Uh, could barely see her, right? It's so much better down where it's wetter, Steve. Take it from me. But um, did you, you know, fuck like, a mermaid? <laughs> you gotta tell me. I mean, <laughs> do I have scale burns around my torso? A little bit, a little bit. Um, there, there were a few shots where it seemed like they it was like shot with an iPhone or something like that. Like there was a little bit, things were a little bit off mm. on some shots. Some shots looked really good. Uh, the dinosaurs I thought were rendered very well, but sometimes uh, in certain shots, like quieter scenes, uh, when they were there, they didn't look like fully composited into the scene. Like they stood gotcha. on the ground, but it was like they were off of it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I, hard to say. Maybe I'm being nitpicky, but uh, no, I don't know. I, special I, I effects was... artists are awful people and they should be reprimanded <laughs> at every turn. You're right. I totally agree. <laughs> no mercy shown. <laughs> They make too much money, uh, and they the work thing. not enough, if you ask me, so... They have too much time yeah. on their hands. I think we can all agree. No, but I think you're totally right. I think there's... And we've talked about this a little bit. A lot of other people have in this this era of uh, special effects. It's like almost like it's like too easy that they've like regressed in, in like believability. It's like uh, things have gotten cheaper and easier to do, but at the same time, Jurassic Park still beats them hands down easily, right? Mm-hmm. From like over 30 years ago, at this or 30 years ago, yeah, right at this point. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's still, they're, they're still never quite reached those levels, even though technically they have better technology. Yeah, yeah, I felt like, uh, you know, since I've been watching that uh, Corridor Crew yeah. Uh, channel on YouTube uh, where it's like visual effects artists examining special effects in movies, CGI, that type of thing. Right. Uh, they've really opened my eyes to seeing why certain visual effects may not work in a particular scene. A lot of the times it's because it's not composited properly, mm-hmm. meaning that like the various layers of uh, what was shot, real in-camera footage with uh, it being merged with a CD, CDI, CGI element, uh, it, it's like they ran out of time or budget or something to that effect so they just kind of like rushed it through um but that was like some of the the things where you just see like a dinosaur like walking through uh the foreground or something like that Uh, when there were large scale like at night battle scenes um those looked uh better to me for Mm -hmm. the most part but even still i'm like these dinosaurs they had essentially a home intruder oh wow it's fucked up Mm -hmm. basically it's fucked up (laughs) another thing that's fucked up is like the little girl he takes care of um they don't she she doesn't speak the same language for whatever reason i'm not quite sure why that was a plot point Mm. uh but it it is and uh the the movie doesn't really let that get in the way of them communicating like adam driver speaks in full sentences to her and she's just like understands for whatever reason you well, know, they point and draw sometimes. That's true. Yeah, he does pour out a bunch of paprika and draw a mountain. Yeah. So, ah, I didn't the take paprika that into scene. The paprika. Yeah, you forgot about the paprika. Fuck. Every yeah, time. I did it to myself. I did it to myself. You forgot the like, recipes. Damn. My stomach started growling. I was like, right. oh, my God, I could really go for some deviled eggs right now. <laughs> I could really do that right now. The next scene, he's making giant, giant dinosaur egg, deviled eggs. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> with all that paprika. <laughs> you really never even see them like get hungry or like try to find food either. I didn't see a single person poop. Just, yeah, you're right. No, I'm yeah. with you. 
some some weird little things that uh, that caught my eye. Maybe right. I'm, I'm definitely being nitpicky about it. I mean, it, it sounds fine, like you're bored. You know? Yeah, so you're just yeah. like, yeah, this isn't great, and that's not cool. Mm-hmm. But like, that's fine. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I think overall, like, you're you're in the masses of people that were just kind of took that movie and were like, yeah, it's okay. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not really need it in my life. So, yeah, I mean, enough, it was a man. Sony movie. When I saw that logo at the beginning, right. I was like, uh oh. I try not to let it affect my but viewing, man. But there were there were things, you know. It's like number one, Morbius wasn't in it, right? Um, da fuck, yeah. Uh, two, number one, yeah. No sign of Carnage at all. Yep. It's like, what are they even doing here? You have these hot properties, these hot props. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Use them, please. Use them. You know. Uh, number three, I still want to see a dinosaur rom com. Oh, That's right. All I want this is you like take- a typical dinosaur fair. Uh huh. Yeah. It's like action and getting away and. You want to see more to that. You want to see that. I've talk, we've talked about this mm-hmm. a long time ago. I want Blue the Blue, Dinosaur right. from the Jurassic World franchise to like now that she's in the real world. Uh-huh. She's like out and about. She's like trying to do her thing. It's I'm like coming up. Exactly. It's like to know. Jurassic World meets how Stella got her groove. Back. Yes. That's what I want. Right. That's what I want. She's just the dinosaur. Man, actually, Stella for her dinosaur name is pretty good. Stella. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Stella the Stegosaurus. She got cursed okay. in all the right places. Oh my God, Steven, Steven, say no more. <laughs> we, we have to record this to a video or a video cassette, a, a cassette tape, mail it to ourselves, so the idea stays right in our grasp. I know? think isn't recording this episode and time stamping it when we release it. Does that not cover us? Um, probably not. That might go to you the, are a lawyer. one of the other Let's Talk About Stuff Oh, that's podcasts. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like those Canadians simple. come back and successfully sue us out of a movie idea worth millions <laughs> of dollars years later. Wow. Yep. They really, they really played the long con there. Uh-huh. It's pretty wow. good. It's pretty good. Paid off. Paid off. Well, right on, man. I'm glad that you, uh, you checked it out. You know, mm-hmm. you had a dinosaur movie in your life for a little bit. At least that's nice. You had some dinosaurs in your life for a little while. Yeah. Um, true. But yeah, it's not for everybody. That's fine. And uh, Brent's wrong. So anyway, uh, <laughs> check out 65. Um, all right. So I watched a movie because you mentioned it. Oh, my God. So this is fun. This is fun. It's from last week. And that is uh, last week we did Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And I had mentioned that I had not seen Get Into the Greek in all in full glory. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> you're so excited right now. You look like a lab. Uh, Steven, when I was watching 65, I was like, I was staring outside at the moon at night. And I was mm. like, number one, I wonder if Steven's looking at this same moon as, right. as me right now. Oh, yeah. Number two, I, probably was. I wonder if he's singing somewhere <laughs> out there. Number three, as I'm watching 65 in the background, I wonder if he is also watching Get Him to the Greek. Oh, man. I, I, I hope, I hope sincerely that you and I were doing that at the same time because I often mm. sing that song because it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm constantly staring at the moon because I love cheese. And <laughs> and I think serendipitously we do end up watching movies at the same time a lot of the times. So yeah. we just don't know about mm-hmm. it. So yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah. So get into the Greek. Uh, I'm not going to say that I loved it, but uh, okay. uh, I liked it. Um, there were some parts that um, I remembered uh, way further into the movie than I thought. So oh, I ma- okay. I had made it way further before, and I feel like it had to have been the last few years. I was trying to, to rack my brain, and I, I could have searched through our show, but you re- might remember if I had ever even casually mentioned on this show in the last five years that I had started this movie, but I, it felt way more familiar to me than, like, as far away as it had been, you know, because like, it's been oh, out okay. for, like, 15, you know, I don't know, 13 years or so. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but anyway, 
Um, what's weird too is that the uh, the same day that uh, maybe that day the the podcast came out, or the next day is when I started watching it. I watched it over a couple of days, and uh, my buddy James here in Houston listens to our podcast sometimes, and he texted me as well because that very day he had gotten in the mail. He is a, a big vinyl collector, and he had just gotten in his Get Him to the Greek vinyl. What? So, yeah, I was <laughs> like, damn, shit. I'm getting it from all sides here, like yeah. big fans, right? <laughs> um, so what I will say is uh, my 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 intuition about this movie uh, served, served me well. I, I was proven right, I would say, in that uh, you take Jason Siegel out of the writing and out of the main character role, and you pretty mm-hmm. much remove all of the heart that I love about Forgetting Sarah Marshall. And uh, at the time that that came out and Russell Brand was brand new to me and most of the world uh, through that role, I was in love with him. I thought that was such a breakout role. I totally understand why they made this. I don't know why at the time I didn't jump on this movie because I really liked him so much and I don't as much anymore. But uh, I, I, that's what I had said last week, I think, and thinking about watching this. It was like taking Jason Siegel's character out and then focusing on Russell Brand is almost like I get their intentions, but it's just too much for me. Uh, he's already like a big, yeah. a larger than life character, uh, and it's just a lot. So um, uh, it was a, uh, when I watched it, I was like, I just watched Freaking Star Marshall, and I just had a lot of Aldous Snow, I felt. And then I was like, this movie's wall to wall, Aldous Snow. And I just felt like, even though I like Jonah Hill a lot, and I find him also very lovable and uh, and huggable, like Jason Segel in that role, like it, his his character just didn't quite it didn't quite hold that same kind of level. Um, mm-hmm. The songs in the beginning for a while, I was like, man, these these are just not as good. Like Jason Segel again wasn't involved in the writing of like he was. And then I looked him up and he did write uh, a significant amount, like co-wrote a significant amount of the songs in there. And as the movie oh. went on, I realized like, oh, I like this song. I like this song. And then towards the end, they do some like uh, Al the Snow, you know, um, I can't remember his band's name, right? Infant Sorrow. They do yeah. some like other songs that we like classic songs that we'd never heard or whatever from mm-hmm. kind of the Forgetting Star Marshall era. Uh, and then I was like, oh, like the the songs that it, like the two last ones ended with, I loved, I fucking loved. And I was like, oh, these are like all the snow classics I never knew about. That's really fun. Yeah. So then I understood why James might have liked the album a little bit more and and all that stuff. But uh, I would say overall, like Amanda didn't watch it. Uh, I told her she probably wouldn't care for it um, because we like forgetting Star Marshall for very specific reasons. Uh, but I'm kind of I'm, I'm definitely glad I watched it. Uh, I'm surprised I, it took me this long. I don't think I'll throw it in anywhere the same rotation, but I might watch mm-hmm. it again as I, you know, if I have the hankering when I'm watching for for yeah. Sarah Marshall and I want to watch more. Um, I I did have a, a couple notes, but uh, I wanted to get to you and stop talking for just a second. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I I, I watched it and uh, and it's I I I wish I had watched this with you or a friend. I think I would really mm-hmm. like it if I watched it with someone that liked it. It's one of those movies, but uh, overall it was uh, it was pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Better than you thought it was going to be. Yes. Okay. That's good. It's just That's that forgetting Star Marshall to me is such a top tier comedy. Right. Right. That it's almost like it's never going to reach those levels. So mm-hmm. don't even try. But yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it did pretty well. So um, yeah. Did you have anything to add to that though? Yeah. Like uh, I I was surprised at the reaction we got to the episode last time, episode three twelve, oh, where yeah. we talked about forgetting Sarah Marshall. Because uh, uh, people reached out to us and they were like, oh, I love this movie. It's, it's an all-timer. I was right. like, yes, it is. It People need to speak about it more right. often. We're not doing like, this. It, <laughs> it is that good. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I, I was kind of concerned that maybe it was like going to be like a, a deep-cut niche movie. Right. But yeah, it's like more 
widely viewed than uh, what I initially oh, thought. I love so that. That was a cool surprise. And uh, I want to get your thoughts for uh, Get Him to the Greek on both Diddy and uh, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss's characters. Okay, yeah. Uh, and I will say, I, I guess I could have said this briefly, but you admit, we had mentioned a lot last week and everything, but this this follows along on the continuing adventures of Alice Snow and, and Fred mm-hmm. Star Marshall, he is clean rock star. He's been clean for like seven years. And this one, he's off the wagon, so it's about him going crazy. I love that concept. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like, for that type of character and watching that type of rock star, which they talk about as like, he's kind of the last of his brand, his Russell brand. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god, the world ain't ready for Stephen Fisher. But uh, but yeah, that's kind of like the the basis of it. Um, uh, Diddy, I thought was okay. It was one of those things for me where it's like, oh, this is like a really popular like music person who's not a very good actor uh who's like just in this role so for me that it was just kind of like he's here i didn't laugh a whole bunch at the like his his jokes and stuff though oh my god yeah Stephen, i loved him yeah all for it yeah because he he seems like in uh interviews and stuff he seems like a very like heartful and like loving positive kind of guy so this seems like uh i could see he was like burning calories on the the acting but like in a good way to me to me gotcha because he's playing yeah. this kind of like dick uh he's yeah. like he's like the record executive at the top mm-hmm. and he plays that well in terms of like that's what i imagine from him i guess so oh, maybe okay. in my head i'm like yeah this is exactly how he probably is in real life because mm-hmm. uh, okay. <laughs> i just have no context for it uh i mean it could be you know yeah, like i don't he, know his public face could be different than uh what we're used to what do you think about them uh pet, petting the uh the fur walls oh and see that like that that's one of the songs at the end yeah, uh, they they play with uh, later on whatever. Uh, yeah, there's like a drug sequence with Pet in the Fur Walls. I love the the callback to it more later on or whatever. But yeah, uh, I like mm-hmm. that stuff. I like seeing. I do like seeing people like Diddy and his star power getting absurd like that in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it felt almost like the same way. Like it was almost distracting to me that it was him. Uh, kind of like uh, when we talk about like casting like really well, like A-list actors is like all the voice roles for all these like cartoons, oh, sure. which yeah. can be good and they're mm-hmm. not always bad or anything. But just inherently, I was just like it felt like a stunt casting would it might have played better if it was just someone else I didn't know or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked him. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Great in everything. There's a she's a nurse in that movie. There's a part where she comes in with blood splattered on her her scrubs. <laughs> And she's just, he's like, is that blood? And she lays in bed and she's like, oh yeah, this heart just exploded in front of me. It was like something out of a horror movie. Anyway, I'm going to bed. And it was just so funny to me, like how disgusting that would be. Uh, But she was great. Um, Rose Byrne is one of my very favorites. And she, she is worth watching this movie alone. Uh, For Mm -hmm. one, she is smashing fucking hot. I I couldn't believe some of the stuff she wore in it. She plays sort of like a a vapid uh, model turned uh pop, pop star. star who has mm-hmm. like a song about her posy and then and you're like oh this is definitely her asshole and then in a part of the song she's like it's my asshole and you're like yeah. oh my god rose Byrne <laughs> just said that that was really fun she was a great sport she seems way yeah. funnier than i ever gave her credit for and i've really realized that in the last few years so mm-hmm. uh she was great it was fun to see um sarah marshall briefly makes a, a cameo a from cameo, the other movie yep. and, and her new tv mm-hmm. show segment like a an advertisement for it that was fun to see her um there were some tender moments um but most of it i felt was more slapstick uh, for a lot longer like mm-hmm. uh, it took a lot longer to get to any of the heart and break down some barriers and walls people had up and then mm-hmm. when they do you're like oh okay cool this is like forgetting sarah marshall i do get the, some of that heart but mm-hmm. uh overall um 
yeah, I just didn't get like uh, as much of that. Um, my last two notes were the last two songs that I liked were Bangers, Ma- Beans and Mash. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the song I was finally like, oh, my God, Bangers, Beans and Mash. That's a good fucking song. And then f- uh, f- Furry Walls or Fuzzy Walls or whatever. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end was, uh, was the next good one. So, uh, yeah, it ended with it ended way better uh, with the songs and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And I was into it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, it was kind of like a long lost forgetting Star Marshall Relic. A little bit. Yeah, it's like a definitely a spinoff. Um, yeah. I'm glad you finally got to watch it. And uh, the last thing I'll say about it is I love the part where uh, someone gets stabbed with an adrenaline needle and says, I'm alive. And then they just rise up. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. I fucking love it so much. Anytime anybody can get stabbed with an adrenaline needle, that's just a good time. That's just a good party. It's good time at a movie. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. I got to be honest. I kind of want that. Uh-huh. Like once? Just see what it's like. Cool. It like it kind of goes hand in hand with another thing I would like to do. I know it would probably be like catastrophic in real I life, love this. but like I kind of want to die and then be <laughs> brought back to life. You've tried that recently. You didn't seem to really like it. Maybe it's cuz you didn't com- get the adrenaline needle. I didn't commit. Yeah, exactly. And that's how people get hurt. That's how I got hurt. Yeah, you usually you know, commit I should have just died. Bit. Been <laughs> resuscitated. I can introduce myself as Brent Hibbard DOA, you know, but like also like, you know, in a, a scenario where I died, maybe I get punctured with an adrenaline. Oh, needle. that's that's two checks off a fucking bucket list. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, that's a good. Yeah. You could wake up and be like, ah, I feel better. My bucket list has two things off of it. And they're like, we did a good job today. You know, the paramedics yep. are over there. Like, we helped a guy <laughs> twice. Yeah. Yeah. Now, come on. We'll, we'll scoot you out of that wood chipper real quick. It's like, oh, no. You're worse than I thought. Put me back in. Give me the full Michael Myers treatment. Just let me go. Okay, so in this scenario, you've tried to kill yourself. We don't know how. Just so you can get resuscitated. I didn't try. Well, I'm just saying you're trying to get resuscitated. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. And then you do a whole scene where it's like in close up, and they they stab you in the heart. That's all you see is like chest up, mm-hmm. and then you realize the entire time your lower body is just completely gone it's just been like yeah. <laughs> ripped away from you in a, in a wood chipper and they're just, saying, like, they're just trying to get like your last goodbyes how about this how about this we'll bring my love of animals into it right so it's like my my uh my underneath my torso uh-huh. like my waist down is in the mouth of a great white shark which is in the mouth <laughs> of a black bear i don't know how it works hollywood figure it out you know get your cgi artist on there oh man just make it happen this is a lovely way to go and mm-hmm. be brought back. Yeah. I think and it's then good for the you. bear's butt is in the mouth of a piranha. There oh. we go. Got to go three deep. It's done. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Directed yeah. by James Cameron. That's right. Oh, my God. This yeah. is actually Avatar 3. This is the plot to Avatar 3. We're breaking <laughs> yeah. it here first. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Did you have uh, any other mini topics you wanted to get oh through? Oh, my God, Stephen. Do I ever, oh, Stephen? It's, uh, it's time that we uh, gather together here. And discuss my trilogy of the month. Mm. And, uh. Hell you know. yeah! Hell yeah! <laughs> Last time I did the Evil Dead trilogy and then, like, you know, two other Evil Dead movies. I want, I like to change it up from month to month. So I'm going from horror to a buddy comedy. Oh. And those buddies are my good friends, Bill Preston oh. and Theodore Logan, aka Bill and Ted. Esquire. I went. On an excellent adventure oh, with them. man. I went on a bogus journey with them. And Stephen, god damn it, I faced the music with Ooh, them. Oh, I've never seen the third one, the new one. It, it used to be streaming somewhere. I had to yeah. rent it. Oh, crazy. Uh, yeah. So let me let me start with the, the first one, right? Go for it. 
So uh, Bill and Ted, uh, for people who may not know, some of our, our younger listeners may not know, it's a time travel movie. Uh, two very good-natured mm-hmm. dudes. Right. Like, they don't have a sinister bone in their body. And I forgot all about that when I was re-watching the, uh, the first and second one. Uh, it, they're just, like, joyful and That's nice. like, optimistic. They don't let things get them down. They do have some uh, ingenuity when it comes to, like, fixing the uh, the time travel phone booth they get in like the antenna gets broken in that first movie and they're like well let's chew all this gum and take it out of each other's mouths <laughs> like, make a ball stick that thing on there call it good um but yeah it's a time travel movie two well-natured uh high school dudes in uh, san dimas california uh, they get visited by a time traveler from the future who says the two of you must save history uh, by uh, completing this book report. And they're bad at history. We find out at the beginning of the movie. Um, they've got like a day or a couple of days to put a history report together. They don't know anything about it. So this kind of really helps them out. So they're able to travel back in time to all of these uh, famous people and uh, bring them to the present. And then, you know, by the end of that first movie, they have a presentation they put on with everyone. Uh, I love that they call Socrates Socrates because I would totally <laughs> do the same fucking thing, you know? Not good at reading. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I haven't seen either. I, I've never seen the third movie mm-hmm. until recently. The first two movies I haven't seen in well over two decades. Oh, man. But I remember liking them back in the day. So this was almost watching with fresh eyes. Right. I kind of knew the lay of the land for the most part with the first movie. Uh, second movie, I really remembered the... Uh, death playing all the games mm-hmm. and then the like easter bunny being horrifying to me when oh. i was younger i remember death more yeah Do you, okay yeah yeah um so first movie i liked and uh you know what we learned something mm-hmm. you know in that uh fucking we get to see abe lincoln say party on dudes <laughs> and the, the entire auditorium it's cheers. a good abe, abe lincoln i think too a really he, good in abe my lincoln. head he's legit that's actually him Oh, my God. This is a real time travel movie. Yeah. Too legit to quit, some Mm -hmm. might say. Oh, man. Um, All of these movies, all the Bill and Ted movies, only about an hour and a half long. I mean. Love that. Is it why I chose it? (laughs) Kind of. A little bit of a crunch this month. Uh, But that said, I think the first Bill and Ted's movie is uh, excellent. Oh. noise. Uh, Bogus Journey, the second movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Bill and Ted, instead of traveling through time this time, they go to fucking hell because they die in this movie. <laughs> and they die by robot doubles of themselves from the future. Uh, Makes sense. They go to hell. They go to heaven. I love seeing the production design of these different movies. Uh, Bill and Ted, the first one, uh, excellent adventure. That one's from 89. Uh, Bogus Journey is from 91, I believe. Mm. Um, so they didn't ha- really have a ton of CGI at that time. If they did, it was just like little lightning effects here and there, or when they go through that time travel, like right. tube system or whatever that we see. Um, and this, they uh, become friends with death. Uh, he plays games with him. He's played by William Sadler. I had to look this guy up oh, because I was like, what I does this guy him. look like in real life? And he's actually like one of the, uh, you know how like sometimes in movies, uh, it'll be a news report and it'll cut to people in a living room reacting or whatever. It's like him and uh, a wife and like a daughter are reacting to news, and uh, but it's like the guy who plays death without <laughs> makeup. He's just like playing a, a guy, you know. So it's cool that he got to be like just a regular person cameo in the movie. Oh um, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, like what you're but saying. Yeah, this movie has like robot duplicates. 
We've got these two aliens called Station that come together to form one, have a giant ass crack going all the way up to the, their mid shoulders. That was definitely a thing I remembered. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's uh, Bill and Ted having to come back to life and defeat their evil uh, robot duplicates. And there's an actual villain in the movie. Uh, I can't remember his name. Like. Uh, Nostros or something like that. I don't know. Uh, like a bald it's guy. It's been a long they, time, yeah, for me. Yeah, it's been quite some time. But uh, yeah, they they like he looks like Darth Vader. If Darth Vader was just like a bus driver who found a costume, you know, man, that really yeah, that really sells a look. I can I can imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, they just like kind of uh, rock out, and then I they do the thing that I love in movies from back then, which is like you would see all these articles on like Newsweek and USA Today and New York Times, like all these headlines about where Bill and Ted have gone, like since the movie ended, and like they've like become these mega rock stars that have like. Uh, brought joy to the entire planet and all this stuff death has like a solo album all of this shit so much fucking fun so i had a blast watching those two okay awesome where's the third one gonna go right right i know they have to face some kind of music i remember seeing a trailer for it back when it was getting ready to come out and let me check my notes here early 2020 oh yeah (laughs) so i watched this movie and i gotta say man i really fucking enjoyed the third one as well i really thought they would have lost some steam Mm -hmm. uh but they they definitely have a larger budget they there's a lot more use of cgi Mm. but the characters of bill and ted uh both still fucking bill and ted like through and through like uh, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, uh, who portray the titular characters, they've definitely aged, but they still look pretty good. They step right back into those roles like they didn't miss a step. And uh, I don't want to say too much mm-hmm. because I do think that if you're able to track this down streaming somewhere, give it a watch. You know, if, it, if it's been a while since you've seen the first two, rewatch those, then go on to the third one and uh, hopefully you will enjoy that as well. There's right some on. fun cameos in there. There's a uh, uh, a character in the movie named Dennis McCoy, and uh, Dennis McCoy rules. It's all I'm going to say about Dennis McCoy, but you'll Fair know him when you see him because Dennis McCoy looks fucking wild. Awesome. But uh, yeah, there was a, a lot of fun stuff. A little nod to the uh, dearly departed uh, Rufus, played mm. by George Carlin, right, uh, is in the movie. Christian Shaw is like the stand-in for him. It's Rufus's daughter. Okay, and she goes back to b- help Bill and Ted. Um, Bill and Ted have daughters in this movie, and I really thought they were going to be like because they're on the poster <clears throat> with their yeah, daughters yeah. and everything. I thought it was going to be a situation where uh, the two female actresses were kind of just there in supporting roles, but they kind of have their own storyline going on as well, nice. which I thought was refreshing for these two actors to have a. Uh, like a reunion style movie, mm-hmm. you know, to complete a trilogy, but they also allowed space for these two actresses to have their own storylines and their own agency and do their own thing. And it gets to the end of the movie, and I was really uh, touched by how it how things wrapped up. Yeah, awesome. There. Uh, and even though this movie came out in 2020, it does have an ending, uh, like from an 80s movie, where it's like. This is the last scene of the movie. This is the big climax, and it's it's done. Oh yeah, like, isn't that great just, though? Like you just end right there. You don't see what happens like afterward. It's just when it's over, it's over, and that's about the 
the most you could hope for. I will say at the end of Bill and Ted Face the Music, there is a post credit scene that is very fun. So cool, stay right around on. for that. But that's, uh, yeah, it's awesome. Otherwise, Bill and Ted, one, two, and three, recommend uh, all three of them. That's great, man. Uh, I remember really liking the first one. I remember growing up with the second one and liking that, but I, I watched them. In the last like decade or so, I don't know, like feels like five years even. But uh, okay. the first one I thought held up. The second one is kind of weird. Like it definitely feels like '90s. It, they really lean into some of like the bright <laughs> colors and like weird yeah. designs and stuff. Uh, and the robots are just, it's all like just a little weirder. I remember when I revisited it as an older person. Uh, it, the first one still really held up to me. The the second one was fun and nostalgic, but I didn't like it as much. But uh, I'd heard yeah great things about the third one. I just never checked it out. So uh with covid and all that stuff i just you know mm-hmm. let it kind of pass me by but uh, i would definitely check it out now so that's great man even though the the third movie is like i said about an hour and a half long i feel like they pack so much movie into it like they, there's all of them kind of do though right yeah they just yeah but i i think especially the third one mm-hmm. because you've got so many characters that you have to service and then you've got you know sometimes you when when one time travels you may come across duplicates of oneself right so you have those to contend with, and I just I, I thought it was really well done. It was, yeah, right it was a ton of fun to uh, to go, go back and rewatch the the first two, and then mm-hmm. watch the third one for the first time. I was really impressed with the the whole endeavor. That's really cool, and that's awesome that you said earlier. If I remember right, I didn't write it down, but um, you said this wasn't streaming. That anybody that wants to, you'll pay for them to buy it, which is nice. So uh, make sure to oh, send boy. those in oh, if you'd no. like for it to buy you anything. Uh, mm-hmm. He said anything just now as well, which is nice. So uh, just go ahead and send that to P.O. Box 666-B for Brent. Uh-huh. And then um, that's in South Dakota. Is that right? Yeah. If you just mail it to South Dakota, they'll forward it to North Dakota. Okay. And then uh, shred it. So that's all you have to do. I don't... When you say shred it, that's at the Shredder's Box and Paper Company that he yeah. opened for packing yeah, material they, for you to send them the movie right yes <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> i hope you the the look and smile you just gave me came across in that yes it was beautiful um, <laughs> well uh brent did you want to go ahead and get into our main topic today if you don't have anything else then uh yeah we most definitely I think we, can i think we definitely should because i have a lot to say okay. today about this so uh yeah today we are doing the 2007 film hot rod which uh I, we we had this on our list i'm not sure who put it on there but uh i'm so glad we're doing this one we kind of mentioned this as uh just a movie we'd wanted to to do on the show as an individual movie but it kind of made us feel like after watching fear getting sarah marshall this might be a good movie and also having having watched wet hot american summer last month felt like in that and and Bar- and star like that kind of absurdist humor uh and yeah i think it fits right in with those also timeline wise this came out the year before uh forgetting sarah marshall so it's right in that same era as well yeah. it was the same year as super bad right yeah same year yeah 2007 mm-hmm. so that was yeah. just a good era i i still feel like i'm living in that era actually i have a specific memory of going to a blockbuster video Ooh. and seeing hot rod and uh, super bad on the shelves. It was like the new release section. Wow. And it was like, you know, it was like maybe four or five months worth of new releases or whatever. So it's not like necessarily that week. But I remember seeing Hot Rod and Super Bad near each other. Mm-hmm. And I picked up one in one hand, one in the <laughs> other one. And I went with Hot Rod. Oh. And I hadn't seen Super Bad until. We watched it together with a bunch of our, our friends over at your house mm-hmm. when you uh, lived here in, in Oklahoma back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we, we technically saw that one together. But Hot Rod, I remember watching 
uh, whenever I rented it uh, when it first came out on on DVD, and it I kind of didn't it didn't really stick with me mm-hmm. to be honest. Right. Like I remember thinking it was okay. But I was like, I, I don't know. I don't know how I felt about it. But in the years since, I've uh, grown accustomed to the Lonely Island, mm-hmm. you know, with uh, Andy Samberg and Akiva Goldsman mm-hmm. and uh, Yorma. Akiva Schaefer. Akiva Schaefer. That's right. Akiva Goldsman is a, a writer or something like that, I think, too. But yeah, Akiva Schaefer and then uh, Yorma Taconi. There we go. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm used to their style of humor. I love their albums whenever they uh, release music mm. because they invariably have music videos to go along with that, right. which are always hilarious. So I, I'm totally on board with it now. So I was uh, eager to rewatch this uh-huh. movie, but also like somewhat nervous that I wouldn't like it this go around because I know that you've rewatched it, you know, in the, the past several years. Mm-hmm. And uh, you've said that you've added it kind of to your rotation of, comedies that you will cycle back through yeah i'm kind of the same way with you it's like i i briefly remember it coming out when it did but i didn't put much stock into it i kind of remember watching it then and really like not liking it at all and uh just not not understanding it um i i feel like i was a big lonely island fan and um andy sandberg fan right in the get-go when he came on the snl which was before this like in this era and before this um, but this just didn't click with me as much as those. Like I loved all those music videos they did for like the digital shorts and all that weird stuff. Uh, the songs they were writing and stuff are so fucking great. I would do them mm-hmm. a karaoke in that, that era as well with our friends. Uh, like I'm on a boat, uh, was fucking great. I still like that song a lot, but, yeah. um, yeah, I just never give this one a shot. And, uh, I, I feel like I'm one of many millions of people that, uh, when this came out, people just didn't quite understand it. But, uh, when I was mm-hmm. reading about it, they were saying too, like Lauren Michaels, when he wanted to get this made with them, um, and gave them the movie to, to make and everything. And, uh, he was like, I think in two years, even this will get reevaluated, but you know, over time, like it'll be a cult classic. And I, I feel like it really has like, I don't know what it is about it. It took me like 10 years to revisit it. But once I did, I was like, oh, my fucking God, like this is my jam. And it fucking floored me uh, how much I like this movie. So I've yeah, I've seen this movie like once when it came out in 2007. And I've seen it probably like six times in the last like five years. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, new new convert for me. But yeah, now it fucking it tickles my funny bone, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, do you want to go through the cast list, and yeah. then we can get into spoiler talk? That sounds so great. So, uh, yeah, okay. and I, I read a few things on Wikipedia. That's always true, and we all know that. So I'll, I'll sprinkle those in <laughs> throughout as we can. But uh, so this was written by Pam Brady. Uh, I was surprised by that. I thought it was a totally a lonely island thing. It seems right up their alley that they would make this up and their type of humor. But uh, I looked her up. She was um, originally involved with, like South Park with those guys way back when they first launched that. She's been a writer on there. Uh, over years um her name is uh yeah pam brady um she's written like a few movies a few uh tv show things she's created a few shows but never really lasted uh mm. but she also did a movie called uh the bubble that you mentioned from 2022 jed apatow oh, yeah. she co-wrote yeah. that with jed so okay. there you go and then um there's another movie that uh, i really love that's super fucking weird that came out a year after this in 2008 which is called hamlet 2 have uh, have we ever talked about that? Yeah, Stephen, that was the second movie I ever got from Netflix <laughs> on disc. Oh wow, what a weird first, thing to know. The first one is Brick. The second one, Hamlet. Wow, too. what a good combo too. Damn. Which is weird. I've never seen the first Hamlet, so I just <laughs> kind of went into it. It's not a problem with Hamlet too. Uh, oh, okay. Do you remember Hamlet too? It's really fucking weird. 
again, just barely, okay. barely. Is it uh, Steve Coogan? Steve Coogan, yeah, he's okay. fucking great. It's like when I first found out about him, uh, and he's he's great at it. Hamlet Two is like uh, a sort of a down and out uh, high school English teacher decides that he wants to like make it big, so he writes his own play called Hamlet Two, a sequel to Hamlet, in which. As I, if I remember right, Hamlet dies, or like a lot of the main character dies, and so it doesn't make any sense. And there's, uh, it's really fucking weird and not appropriate for high school students. So they, the the town tries to like shut them down, and then all the stuff, whatever. But it's really fucking weird and funny. So I dig her, uh, Pam Brady, her the writer of this. I dig her kind of weird humor as well. But uh, then I did find out that this, when she wrote it, it was a vehicle for Will Ferrell coming out of SNL, which I can totally see him being like an evil Knievel sort of knockoff guy. Uh, yeah, that's that was an intriguing concept. But uh, as I understood it, it got pushed in like development hell for a while. Uh, Lord Michaels kind of brought it back out and said the Lonely Island guys are doing great things on SNL. I think they should do it. Uh, she retains full written by credit, but they have said that they, you know, made it more like surrealist and weird to their humor and change yeah. jokes. So that makes sense that it is it is sliding into their humor. Um, she's just still listed as the credit. So mm hmm. I could see that. Maybe she like put the like overall structure down, and uh, I'm sure there's probably uh, dialogue in the movie as written. But I, I feel like with you know Danny McBride and right. Bill Hader, like the the whole cast of oh yeah of actors in there. I'm sure there's a lot of like improvisation and and whatnot in there too. Totally those style of actors and the style of mm-hmm. yeah comedy these people involved. Um, so I knew that for sure. But yeah, they did say you know they tweaked some things, but. Uh, so this was directed by Akiva Schaefer, so one of the members of that group. Um, and, uh, yeah, um, he had done some other, you know, TV projects. He's done a lot of movie projects, too. Um, when I was looking him up, the the stuff he ended up doing for uh, movies, um, he had directed, let's see, Hot Rod. Uh, he did The Watch, that uh, Neighborhood Watch movie I watched a few years ago. Instead of Watch a lot right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not very good. That's what I heard, yeah. Very weird timing. It came out when there was, like, uh, some controversy, like, political controversy. But uh, then he did Popstar, Never Stop, Never Stopping, in 2016. Yep. This is another one that uh, I didn't quite understand when I first saw it, but I want to revisit it a lot more. Um, I liked it way more than this one Mm -hmm. initially. But, again, I like their music. I should totally like it. It just It's almost like I need to watch it and then wait, like, four or five years and then try it again. (laughs) And then it clicks with me. Yes. Uh, so yeah, my buddy James, I mentioned earlier, who had uh, uh, gotten the Alda Snow Infant Sorrow like the vinyl or whatever uh, yeah. from getting to the Greek. Um, he also was the one that was like Hot Rod. It's one of his favorite movies. You should totally watch this, and it's great. And that's what kind of helped me to start it again and be like, oh my god, he's totally right. This movie's mm-hmm. great. He also loves Popstar. It was the one that showed it to me. So uh, I liked oh it God. that time. Yeah. And it was great to watch it with him and other friends. But mm-hmm. uh, I knew, I knew then this is not clicking with me now, but it will. There's a scene in Popstar, and you know, that movie's just littered with jokes, much like this one, right. but there's a specific part of Popstar that I fucking love, which uh, Justin Timberlake plays Andy Samberg's oh, wow. chef. And <laughs> See, I don't remember he, that. Okay. At one point, he has food, like he prepares food, he has it, like, he, maybe he takes it into Andy Samberg, like he's eating on his bed, takes it in there, and then he like looks through a little like hole in the door to see if <laughs> Andy Samberg likes it. And when Andy Sandberg is like, oh, okay, yeah, that's good. The shit-eating grin that Justin Timberlake has on his face of just like, oh, he likes my food. 
It's just so fucking funny to me. He could really be great. I he was one that that took uh, that pop star turned uh, like movie star thing that really worked for me. Uh, and most mm-hmm. things, Timberlake can really pull some stuff off and be funny, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, and then uh, Akiva went on to direct Chippendale Rescue Rangers, which was fucking great. Hell yeah! Um, and I'm I'm so excited to go watch again. That one hit me right away. So did he direct uh, MacGruber or was that? He, uh, yeah, it must have been someone else because he's not listed on that as like okay. a writer or anything, actually. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I, I wonder, though. got my shit wrong. Uh, but uh, Akiva has a cameo in this movie. He's the the guy who gives Bill Hader, uh, was it like ecstasy or, or some kind of drugs at the skating rink? Mm. It's like a flashback. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he pops in. The, yeah, and I thought all three of them were just gonna be like actors and stuff i guess or mm-hmm. comedians uh based on them all doing stuff and their skits together but uh then really it seems like he mostly does writing and directing he's done a bunch of other things but um uh he doesn't seem to be in the spotlight as much as them but uh just as a group mm-hmm. i really do like their stuff so much and uh, individually whenever i see them like i'm like yorma who he did uh direct mcgruber and was a co-writer mm-hmm. on that he did okay yeah yeah so they're all like mm-hmm. so fucking talented uh mcgruber as well was a movie that i watched didn't really under- i liked the the snl skits didn't really yeah. care for the movie and then i watched it like in the last five years and i was like holy fucking shit this movie's hilarious steven that's yeah. me like i I watched for the first time MacGruber a year or two ago. I think I talked about it on the podcast yeah. even. But I thought it was like, oh, it's okay. And I kind of didn't see what the hype was. So I'm, I definitely need to rewatch that. You got to get, yeah, back in. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. something about that, it just might work at the right time or mm-hmm. you just need Val to say. Kil- Kilmer's in it, you know? There's so many like great I mean, parts that are, I yeah. don't know. It's just uh, way, way smarter than I thought it would be. Um, with all the stupidity, stu- stupidity that these movies show, uh, mm-hmm. they really can be pretty smart. And uh, if you give them a chance, yeah, sometimes they just they're way better than I remembered, which is awesome. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, getting to, into the actual cast list, we have Andy Samberg as Rod Kimball, the uh, the the hot Rod of the title, mm-hmm. and uh, he is basically the whole movie is he his dad uh, was uh, <laughs> an old. This is not spoiler. So his dad was an old. Like uh, stunt guy, he would set up the stunts and then and run them before Evil Knievel, and then he died, unfortunately. Uh, what it be, I guess when Rod was like a child or whatever. So mm-hmm. uh, Rod is now a a, a burgeoning um, uh, stunt writer, motorcyclist who wants to do all these jumps and stuff. And he does them in this small town. He kind of just hangs out with his friends. And in the movie, his stepdad, uh, who was played by Ian McShane of all people. Fucking great. I, it blew my oh fucking my mind when I saw him. That's amazing. Uh, he's such he's a caliber in, actor. Uh, he's in like the John Wick movies. Oh, yeah. I had just watched all these Bill and Ted <laughs> movies. I was like having this like weird alternate reality, like John Wick experience, right. you know, just from uh, watching satellite things around. Yeah, those kind of connects in weird ways. Uh, yeah. Even uh, Akiva, I was going to mention that. Akiva Schaefer, the director of this, uh, when I was going through his Wikipedia, um, he's married to comedy writer and actress Liz Kakowski. And I was like, man, that name sounds really familiar. She mm-hmm. uh, plays Bill Hader's wife in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, the one yeah. with the pearl necklace. That is that wow. is his wife, Akiva's wife. Interesting. They have two kids together. So, uh, yeah, even more connections we didn't even mean to do mm-hmm. with this, you yeah. know, throwing this in there now. But um, So, yeah, uh, Ian McShane uh, plays Frank, um, Rod's stepdad, and uh, they have, like, a, a hard relationship. They fight all the time, physically fight all the time. But um, he ends up having uh, a medical issue, and he needs a replacement of something. I don't even know what it is. It doesn't matter. Uh, a heart. Uh, he needs a heart. 
and mm-hmm. they need like 50 grand for it and so raw decides to do like a huge jump to raise money for that and that's kind of the basis of it it's like an, a, a silly story um it's basically like a really large snl skit and i love it for that reason it totally works as just like watching these people have goofy adventures uh and so mm-hmm. the rest of the people involved uh playing um uh, Rod's younger stepbrother, Yorma, plays Kevin. Uh, Bill Hader plays Dave, one of their friends. Danny McBride is Rico, their other friend. Um, they all kind of like do these things with Rod, these stunts and everything. Uh, Isla Fisher is Rod's neighbor and love interest of the movie. And uh, yeah, she's fantastic in, as always. And is, What was her name? Is it Denise? Denise. Yeah, Denise. Okay. Denise. Cool. Uh, Sissy Spacek plays the, the mom, Rod's mom. She also is always amazing and plays like a, a really straight-placed character in this. Uh, and then yeah. uh, a few people rounding it out with some sort of almost cameo roles uh, playing out later in the movie are Will Arnett as Jonathan Isla Fisher's boyfriend, douchebag boyfriend, and then Chris Parnell uh, as Barry Pasternak, the, uh, the AM radio station who who sponsors the jump so that everybody can hear on AM radio this amazing jump in all its glory. So, uh, yeah, that yeah. rounds out all the cast. Perfect. Well, let's get into spoilers because I'm eager to discuss yeah, right? this with you, Stephen. <laughs> uh, I got to say, just like right out of the gate, I had such a fucking blast Yay. watching this movie. I loved it so much. Uh, the reason I started laughing when you started going through the, the plot just a little bit, uh, just right. give me the tip. <laughs> I started cackling because there... When I figured out that the plot is that Andy Samberg wants to save his stepdad's <laughs> life so he can kick his ass, I laughed so fucking hard. It's so good, man. Yeah. It's, it's so like stupid. So, yeah, it's like a spiteful motivation for our hero character. Yeah. But, like, we're on board with it because everything is so fucking silly and it it is very much like an absurdist movie, not to the level of Wet Hot American Summer. Mm. I know that reference now, uh, <laughs> but it's like kind of just on this side of it. But it was it was definitely something that I it caught me off guard the first time that I watched this movie. Mm. I remember having like that kind of thought. But this go round, I was fully on board for everything that happened in this movie. Oh, I love it. Awesome. Oh, my God, Steve. This movie was a goddamn blast. <laughs> I had it's no so way. much fun. I don't know what I was missing for so many years. I, yes, when I laugh, yeah. I cackle when I watch this movie now. And I'm like, what? How could I have missed this? Like, what happened? <laughs> It fucking when makes he, me die. When he goes down into the basement, he's like putting on all these pads. Uh, Andy Samberg's character, Rod, putting on all these pads. His brother, Kevin, is like, you don't have to do this or whatever. And they ha- they walk down the stairs. They do that thing where they grab <laughs> the side of each other's heads. And they, it's just like a quiet moment of understanding. Andy Samberg goes downstairs. <laughs> he sees Ian McShane laying on the floor. <laughs> and I, I think he says something. Ian McShane sweeps his feet out from underneath him. And he says, never sneak up on anyone who's been in chemical fires or something like that. <laughs> The level of like the the tiny details in the jokes, uh, that's like what I think I didn't understand though before. Like they're so they're so specific sometimes and so mm-hmm. fast. Uh, this yeah. is another one of those movies, much like Forgetting Sarah Marshall or Wet Hot, where I'm like, I, if I if I wrote if I read every note that I had, we'd be here forever because yeah. every scene has like a note that I want to talk about a joke or a person or something that's fucking funny or weird. Uh, so I tried to write what I could, and then I just gave up eventually because there's just so many good ones. Yeah, I got about 45 minutes into the movie. I was like, I'll take notes afterward, right, and right. I just like wrote 
uh, put my phone down and just like let the movie wash over me. Um, but you know, like, that way. him fighting with his his stepdad and like feeling upset about it. So he like, uh, or maybe it's it's after he finds out that um, that Frank has uh, a condition, uh-huh. right? So he like gets upset. He runs off into the woods and does yeah. some like <laughs> dance punching. Dance, yeah, dance. Or, yeah. <laughs> And uh, he, like, works off his rage or whatever. And there's so many shots of (laughs) a stunt person as Hot Rod just, like, flipping through the air. So many consecutive flips that I started giggling. (laughs) And then, at a certain point... At a certain point, his legs hit a log, and you hear, oh, shit. (laughs) And he rolled down a series of hills for two solid minutes. And I'm just, I'm dying laughing, just sitting in bed watching this. This is is, uh, why I loved it. That's one of my favorite scenes in this, because I love the movie Footloose, (laughs) which is what they're making fun of. The dance punching, as they quoted from this movie, that's what they they coined it, is uh, is the footloose dancing that he does in the warehouse. Uh, Uh And they do it. He does it like in the woods at some point too, or whatever I think. But uh, they do that in this, and I love it because the the music in this is so fucking great. Uh, I was looking it up, and they said they have a lot of songs um, from the band Europe, and then mm-hmm. they uh, the score was done by a former Yes guitarist, Trevor Rabin or Rabin. And um, so they just have this like great old school, you know, like final countdown sort of music the whole time. Yeah. And uh, it really does like pump you up. Like it's so good for this type of adventure for these people or whatever. But then yeah. he has that, that scene, which calls back to a scene that I love. They're spoofing it, but in a great way. And it really works as like an uplifting like montage. And then that's one that I remember in particular, the first time I saw it, when he it's so fucking long that he is, he is it is like full <laughs> two minutes of him just like, wow, just dropping down that hill. And the first time I was like, what is this? Like, I do not understand it. And now I'm like you. I fucking lose my shit when it happens. It just gets like, me now. I had to wipe tears from my eyes because I was <laughs> laughing so hard because it just goes on. It, like, gets funnier as you watch it. It's so fucking good. They really, like, go into the... I know they sell it, man. It's great. Uh, this yeah. definitely doesn't seem like... Uh, I didn't watch this with my wife, uh, much like Wet Hot or Barb and Star. It's just a humor that she does not understand. So this was... Mm-hmm. Was this a, an alone time adventure for you as well? Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. I, I think when I watched this the first go round, I think maybe my wife watched it with me or started watching it, but peaced out at, at a certain point. Yeah. Because it's just not her sense of humor. Right. She's not huge into like SNL to begin with. Mm. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of SNL movies are kind of, you know, just OK, you know, if not overtly bad. So, yeah. Do you like any other ones like Wayne's World and stuff like that? I, th- I think Wayne's World uh, 1 and 2 are good, um, but some of the other ones are just kind of like a bit out there. Yeah. You know, I remember liking uh, The Ladies' Man back in the day. Oh, I wow. I love that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's a lot of Adam Sandler movies yeah. that are, are not quite at my alley. But, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's a lot of hit and miss. It seems like most of the time it's miss for uh, these type of movies with right. my wife. So, uh, no, I, I definitely watched this by myself, but I was... I was having a fucking blast, man. Oh, I it love was, it. Because we're it both was, just cackling so by ourselves yeah. with our wives in the next room like, these guys are fucking assholes. I was prepared for her to like walk in there and be like, are you openly weeping? Yeah. Like, what is this? What's going on? But I was just laughing so fucking oh hard. My God. See, I feel like yeah. this is what I'm saying. I'm, I'm in such a good mood from this movie. I feel like I should watch um, Popstar now. 
because I would mm-hmm. be like ready for it. Like it's been a few years and I'm, I'm into this type of absurdist humor and everything. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I once I lean into it, it, it feels so great. So I'm going to mm-hmm. give it a shot. I just didn't have time. Didn't have time for I this mean, one. A- another thing I like about this movie is it feels very summery to me. Mm-hmm. Right. So I feel like this kind of fits in our overall summer of summer yeah, right theme that we're, we're going with. It's like a Midwest um, so- summer. A little bit, yeah. 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 Small town, Midwest. Yeah. Uh, so I thought last time it was you lying on the beach somewhere. No oh god! And this time it's you lying on your back, uh, writhing in agony after a failed stunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just another type of vacation that we all do. Hey man, we all been there. Just lying at the bottom of the pool with your motorcycle on top of you after you fell in it. It's you know fun. that one, that first jump. When he just goes straight up, and it, you hear the that little the whole moped thing that he's driving anyway is the fucking it, it has like it, you actually like pedal it to start it or something like that. Like the fact that he even thinks he can jump this shit, he does that like uh, that van in the beginning. At the very that's beginning, that's so yeah. fucking gnarly. I I saw some things years ago about these stunts, and that one like really did go wrong, and the stuntman did oh. get hurt, but it wasn't like they were like seriously hurt, but like they mm-hmm. were like, oh, we're keeping that in the movie, and it's like it's so gnarly, like. The way they slide into the other ramp on the other side. The, yeah. Oh my god! But, yeah. uh, and then like the pool one, though. Yeah, both yeah. of those. Uh, they really do like sell some of the like the hurt. You know, <laughs> when when he goes down that <laughs> ramp into the pool, <laughs> it's like someone taped an action figure <laughs> because he doesn't even like try to bail out of it. Just he goes just, like straight up and straight down. <laughs> It's like oh watching the, the fucking stock market tank. You know, it's just like you see that line go up and then <laughs> and immediately back gone. down. But he's <laughs> holding the handlebars the whole time. And his face is directly forward. I was laughing at that, too. It's so fucking funny. Oh, man. And then, like, speaking of swimming pools, where they go to that scene where he, he's trying to hold his breath or whatever. Yeah. Oh, uh, and I guess it's maybe leading up to it. Yeah. And they, like, hold him down. <laughs> And they're like, okay, 40 seconds, we're, we're going to time you. And then uh, Danny McBride and Bill Hader hold him down, you know. And at first he's fine, but, like, three seconds in, he's, like, thrashing about yeah. and everything. And they're just, like, holding him, and Bill Hader's yelling at his younger sister to bring the right color juice right. out or whatever. And, uh, yeah, eventually he's just, like, floating there limp. <laughs> and they're like, oh, get him out, get him out. But they're still, like, waiting for the timer at first. They're like, well, yeah. it's not time yet. <laughs> yeah. Um uh, let's talk about Oklahoma Zone, Bill Hader. Bill Hader in this from movie. Oklahoma. God, one of my favorite roles of his. Aware. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. He's so good in this. Uh, understated, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, again, I liked him when he first showed up on SNL. I liked his early stuff. I liked all his stuff, but uh, he, this is another one I didn't like understand until now. One of those SNL performers that just, like, came out of the gate. Yeah. Just, like, he knew what he was doing, and it was, like, very specific, but... He was able to pull it yeah. off, you know. It's very Bill Hader, like, right? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, like uh, it was him, like Kristen Wiig, yeah. uh, Will Forte. They, they. I think they all like came out around the same era, or they're part of the same class of performers yeah, on like SNL. It. And there's just like, man, these guys just like hit the ground running with all of that shit. Yeah. I think Andy Samberg was in that that same class as yeah, well. I think but we're same around, yeah. But he was like, he didn't get a lot of. Uh, sketches on it was just like mm-hmm. well, performing with Lonely Island yeah, music videos the digital shorts yeah 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 uh, yeah it was them and Ian McShane you're right that rounds out the the newcomers the from that. McShane, yeah, yeah the funniest of <laughs> funniest of them all 
what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. just like it's such a great era of SNL. Um, I think for like talking about SNL movies, uh, I liked a lot of them over time, but there are a lot of stinkers in there as well. But it kind of depends mm-hmm. on the people involved and the era of SNL that you're in and like what's yeah. working and what's not. Um, I, I think back on it specifically about Ladies Man. That's so interesting to me that that's the way you, like you mentioned or whatever because. Mm-hmm. as characters go that that character is not like lasted the test of time really like no one talks about that character yeah. uh but other ones they really do and I, I feel like in this era like lonely island was really doing something big and mm-hmm. uh they've obviously all three of them have gone on to do such amazing things after this but so many people in that snl class like bill Hader, uh, i'm glad they've they've been brought along with all these movies that we have uh, because they're in their element now. Like you can just tell mm-hmm. they're at the top of their game. And uh, yeah, he's he's so fucking good in this. Uh, when he shows up, that whole acid, acid scene where he's like, and then I was just yeah. on my board, and man, this started really hitting me. And like he gets in the car and just looks at his friend. He's like, hey, you want to hang out? Maybe take me to the yeah. hospital or something. Like he's just so casual. Like I just feel like I've known guys like that that are just like real chill. And then they just have yeah. a fucking piece of shrapnel in their eyebrow, and you're like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" You know. Yeah. Uh, but man, he's got a lot of heart. You know, he's the one that, like, mm-hmm. at the end of that, he pumps him up a little bit and is like, "You should just try it." You know, like whatever, and blah blah blah. And then he tries to get into the trash can instead of the hospital, and uh, man, he just sells <laughs> yeah. the whole vibe. You know. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, this movie has heart to it, you know, even though it's very silly and like uh, Rod's motivation is, uh, you know, it's a, a bit far fetched. Yeah. But we buy into it because it's just I don't know. I, I, I was able to tap into the this world right. and really enjoyed it. Um, I want to talk about uh, is his name Richardson, the Asian guy who wants <laughs> to be da- part of their crew. The dancing dude. <laughs> the dancing guy. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever they're like passing out the flyers for uh, uh, Rod's big stunt, right. and he just takes a wad of them and just throws the entire wad into like eight people's faces, directly into the faces, starts dancing. Then there's the montage of him dancing. It was just like so fucking funny. It's those little jokes like that that I love that pop up. That you're like, yeah. well, even the, when you first see him at the pool, he won't get out to do the, da- the do the jump, and then he like shows mm-hmm. him his skills. And Danny mm-hmm. McBride and Bill Hader just watching him. They're just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, we don't like this. Yeah. But they won't look away either. And they yeah. just keep showing him. It's the, they linger on jokes so long mm-hmm. that even if they're yeah. not, like, that, I think that's funny. But even if they're not funny, they become funny. Like, they have a really, um, I, I find this era of comedy really interesting because uh, Andy Sandberg in particular talked about, as they were rewriting this and making this movie and stuff, he was like, this is not like a good performance for me. It is meant to be comedic and you know bad quote unquote like we're we know what we're doing we know what we're leaning mm-hmm. into we know our, our history uh they had mentioned wet hot american summer as uh being an influence on the style of comedy they wanted mm-hmm. to do but they mentioned the jerk um uh from steve, steve martin, martin you know like that mm-hmm. type of his his style of comedy which also like wasn't uh really like well praised i guess when it first came out but has obviously become like a huge cult favorite over the years and is like you know hugely inf- influential film uh, mm-hmm. I feel like Andy Samberg, uh, they were doing like remixing that comedy because uh, they even do like a style of thing that I uh, I don't really know where it started or where it falls. But, um, you know, like uh, they'll do like weird scenes where like the joke is like extra long and someone's like doing a cackling laugh and they just cut mm-hmm. it in the middle of that <laughs> instead yeah. of like letting that end. They, it, it's mm-hmm. almost like they're like, we even can we can edit in the middle of a joke or a laugh and move on like we're things have gotten faster or we're music video yeah. editing now you know like but in comedy style so uh i just feel like this movie has so many jokes per minute but the they're able to stay on top of each other and like do these absurdist takes that if you're into it it fucking really works and uh yeah. and it just took me a while to get there but now i'm like oh yeah like it all works 
Uh, the the only scene in this rewatch that really kind of like took me out of the movie briefly was the cool beans scene oh, where really? Rod cool, cool and beans. Kevin were trying to make up. Uh-huh. And it's not that I didn't like it. I was just wondering how did this play with <laughs> other audiences? Because right. it's like just them like sampling the movie essentially and and, and uh, repeating cool beans over and over right, and, right. and making like a remix out of it. I was like, wow. I, w- I wonder what this was like in a theater with like middle America. Yeah, I know? wonder. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you read on the wiki about that? They talked a little bit about that, that scene in particular. No. Uh, huh. They had said that, um, uh, now I'm forgetting his name, um, the director, Akiva, had cut that out, but that Andy Sandberg and Yorma uh, edited that scene themselves and they oh. slipped it back in. And then it got watched by someone and they were like, and then Akiva was like, you know what? We're going to, we're going to leave it in for the next test screening. They had done a few without it and they put it mm-hmm. in. And then that one ended up being in the test screenings, at least that one ended up being people's favorite jokes uh, that people referenced wow. a lot. So, but not, that's still not like normal America though, right? Like that's just a small group of people. So I do wonder yeah. how it played out, but then they left it. And it's one of the definitely weirder things but like i remember when that happened too even though i like when i liked this movie a few years ago and i rewatched it i was like wow this is really weird and then it keeps going and then all of a sudden you're just bouncing your head and you're like yeah, yeah. this there is a pretty go. good jam yeah. because they're good <laughs> at making music mm-hmm. like they're so good at making music so they get credited as uh performing that bit uh-huh. at the end of the movie where they're going through like listed performers for the soundtrack or oh, whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty funny. There you go. Uh, as Lonely Island or as the two of them? Do you uh, no, it's like as performed by Andy Samberg. Oh, that's and funny. Yorma Tecone. Yeah. yeah, right on. Um, that's so weird because I was like, when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, I wonder how this played with Middle America. <laughs> Guess I'll never know. But then you just <laughs> told me. So it's I was having this like crazy. weird moment. <laughs> You're yeah. like, I well, don't know what to do with myself right I, now. <laughs> I, I did not think I would ever know this information, but now I do. And it feels good, honestly. Well, there you go. And that, that fun. Yeah. I think we're done here then, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're wrapping up right there. Um, I do want to mention Danny McBride in this. Oh, um, please, he is there. Uh, I know that um, Bill Hader's character is their mechanic. I'm trying to remember what Rico is. Danny McBride's he character. He builds the, the ramps, and he, oh, and he does fireworks. Okay. Uh, when the movie first <laughs> does he do fireworks? <laughs> um, when the movie first opens, and it has, uh, I, I love that cold open where it's like uh, Rod getting ready to jump that. Uh, was it like an RV or yeah, some yeah. shit like that? Um, and then uh, Bill Hader and Danny McBride are sitting off to the side. I think Yorma might be there as well. But when I first saw Danny McBride, I was like, oh shit, that looks like fucking Farva from Super Oh Troopers. yeah, right on. And it took me a second to realize who it was. Especially in that um, this role, like he has that some kind of haircut almost or something or yeah. facial hair. Mm-hmm. But like this role is a little bit different for Danny because he's not like an overt asshole. Like, yeah. A lot of times he's just like, a, a fucking prick like that's his thing like he's i mean he like from what he you've told me he's a, like a good guy with a trash can and a and a traffic code later i don't know <laughs> but it's only <laughs> it's only because andy sandberg was riding a luge <laughs> screaming at a safe word like oh, what do you whiskey. think the safe word was whiskey. going to do <laughs> And he goes at high speed, flies it to that guy's RV. And I love the shot of him. Like, you see him disappear on the one side just from, like, the camera setup. But you see, like, the glass <laughs> get blown out. <laughs> it's so fucking... Like, the impact seems so hard. 
Then the guy comes oh, out of his man. house and be like, hey, what are you guys fucking doing? And then Danny McBride steps in and he like kicks his ass. <laughs> I was watching uh, YouTube clips. I, I watched the trailer for this and then I found, I stumbled upon a clips and that was one of them. And the top <laughs> YouTube comment was, uh, imagine someone goes in a street luge runs into your fucking trailer you come out getting mad about it and you get the shit kicked out of you by their friend (laughs) (laughs) what a day for that guy right but uh yeah yeah, (laughs) Dana mcbride uh i feel like i don't give him enough credit um it's only Mm -hmm. the last few years that i've realized really like his comedic genius Uh, i still haven't Mm -hmm. caught righteous gemstones but i hear amazing things even ross uh your co-host mm-hmm. uh, on Nudist Colony and our friend has mentioned that a few times, but um, mm-hmm. I had started a movie uh, of his, one of his earliest movies called The Foot Fist Way. And oh, I've been curious about yeah, that. Yeah, it's super fucking funny. He plays like, I don't know, like a Taekwondo instructor or something like a karate instructor and like, mm-hmm. it's kind of shot like uh, low budget and like and his style of comedy, like he's just, I don't know, he'll just like walk over, like push a kid down, you know, or whatever, like just silly <laughs> yeah. little things. But uh, it, I, I, I only started watching that in the last few years and then it was on uh, like Amazon Prime and it went away. So I never got to finish it and it's back on. Oh. I saw the other day. So now I really want to go back and watch it after seeing him in this. But uh, yeah, he's that whole, the whole group of the, the four guys, they have all different personalities, but they really play off each other so well. They're also fucking weird. Like it totally feels like a real small town group of weird guys who uh, mm-hmm. like to drink beer and party. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only one of them likes to party. Yeah. <laughs> That's the issue. That whole fucking scene, man. I love <laughs> His brother is so like I don't know if he's like just dumb or if they're trying to hint that he has actually like special issues, whatever. But Kevin mm-hmm. uh, Yorma's character, when he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you're not allowed to say that. He's like, oh, okay, then, uh, then I am also uh, I'm Kevin, and I also like to party. No, 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 you're not allowed to. <laughs> okay, like he's <laughs> he's such like a the child amongst them. Yeah. Oh my god. There, there's so much partying that uh, has been consuming my mind recently because. Uh, I think it was, if not the last episode, maybe the one before, where uh, we said something about uh, Party On, I think. Oh, Party On, and, Yeah. But I think <laughs> yeah. we're talking about like, something different, <laughs> but it is something that's said on Wayne's World. But also Bill and Ted say Party On. Mm, as, it's lots of connections then. Yeah, and then I watched this movie. Like, I finished... Uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music earlier today, right. and they say Party On in that a couple of times. And then I'm watching this, and then they're talking about, oh, I like to party. So it's just like, like all of the partying is getting uh, confused in my head. All from all different partying groups. What you need yeah. is one movie to combine them all, because I yeah. think at, at, in any kind of world, Bill and Ted hanging out with this group of guys, mm-hmm. hanging out with the group from Wet Hot American Summer, whatever. Like that sounds like a good day. The entire cast of Party of Five, you know, it'll be a great time. Bring him in. Mm-hmm. You got Nev, you got Scott, you got Lacey, you got wow. Matthew. How many? I know, I'm trying to think. You got Jennifer. Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there you go. Yeah, Nailed it. Party of five, baby. Holy shit. The party verse is now in session. <laughs> <laughs> the lemon party verse, remember? Wait, what? Lemonparty.org. Do you remember that website? Do not. We're not linking to it. Don't go to it. I made a reference to it. I think in our outtakes, briefly, I made a lemon party joke, but you didn't seem to to take to it. So, yeah. I I think I just don't know what it is. Is it a political party? Can I vote for it? No. Don't. Okay. Lemon party, if I remember a lot, 
Uh-huh. It was like whenever Two Girls in a Cup came out. Oh. Lemonparty.org is like uh, just like an old, a bunch of old men fucking each other website. Oh. I think. Wait. It's been so long since I've actually gone there. Uh, like they got saggy skin and shit? Yeah, saggy skin, saggy balls. Liver spots? Yeah. Oh, my God. So many liver spots. It just oh boy. looks like a, a goatee, but it's not. It's just a spot. Oh, okay. He's not even spreading. If it's not goatee, I say notesy. Listen, Brent's been saying that for years. He says mm-hmm. that at the doctor's office. He says it to his mechanic. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said it at the eye doctor once. Yeah. They were like, oh, you can't see? You're blind. Oh. So I'm like, well, <laughs> like, oh. no, that's, that's not what I... I should okay. not have said no. this here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, let's talk about Isla Fisher a little bit and her douchebag boyfriend, Will Arnett. Uh, Because Sully's over there, fucking Sully. I got to go see him, (laughs) man, that fucking dude. That show owes me a... (laughs) I got to punch him in the nuts. Uh, Man, Will Arnett really fits in that role of uh, a douchebag dudes. But uh, Isla Fisher, she's such a sweetheart, so... I kind of want to see... Now I want to see a movie with Danny McBride and Will Arnett as two douchebags that, like, go at each other, okay. you know? Yeah, I'm, watching, could, I'm looking at the pictures right now. They, could, they could both do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Spar with each other. That would totally work. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, any any thoughts about her, either Fisher or, or Will Arnett? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. When did uh, Wedding Crashers come out? Oh, uh, 2005, I think. Okay. Yeah, so she was so, kind of big from that right, after, right, yeah, right before this. I, Maybe I need to go back and rewatch that. I got to be honest, I was not into Wedding Crashers. I could totally see that, but at the same time, I I really like it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be curious. Uh, yeah, because the people involved in it are like uh, not the main two guys, but um, mm-hmm. like Rachel McAdams is in that. And what? Yeah, she's uh, she's like uh, one of the love interests, and then Isla Fisher is her sister, and then the douchebag mm-hmm. boyfriend in that one is uh fucking what's his name for wet hot american summer um uh dj ski mask um I, oh uh bradley bradley cooper, cooper yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> wow so okay. even more connections wow. there you go yeah that's what i call my kung pao chicken <laughs> still got it uh <laughs> i uh yeah i might have to give that one another shot but I, I that was the first time i saw her in a movie yeah and she was like she does that thing that that was like the only part of the movie I laughed at. Oh, she's great from my in it. Memory was uh, where she says something that's like a little bit odd, and then she starts laughing, and then her, she gives like real big right. eyes where you can see the whites of her eyes, and she's like psychotic. She's like, "I'll find you." Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> she's like, "If you ever left me, I'd find you." <laughs> that part, she's I remember great in that role. Yeah, thinking was funny. So uh, yeah, I, I liked her in this as mm. well. Uh, she's Australian, I believe. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. She's not from uh, the States. Uh, she might, maybe she's English. I don't know. Well, uh, she was born to Scottish parents in Oman and then moved to Omaha, Australia. Nebraska. She, <laughs> she's uh, a band member of 311. Former. I'm like, I don't even know what the fuck Oman is. Is it an Arabic nation? Oh, I don't know. The West Asia? Arabian Peninsula? Uh, but yeah, and then she moved That's to Australia. Australia. I didn't know that, though, about her. Good day, mate. Wow. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Samara Weaving was in uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music, so a couple of Aussies oh, on the Oh, yeah. Barbie. Is she Barbie one of the daughters? weekend as well. Uh, she is. Oh, yeah, wow. Samara Weaving. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's like 30 years old. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. You just got to roll with it, you know? 
<laughs> they age her down a bit. That's interesting, though. Yeah, um, right on. Okay. But uh, but yeah, like I liked Isla Fisher in this. Uh, I, I feel like she's uh, kind of in a, a supporting role, you know, just like yeah. a, a classic girlfriend role. Uh, so I don't think she has a ton to do. Yeah. But uh, I, I do like her in this movie. Right on. You know, uh, she's uh, a beautiful woman. So uh, anytime she's on screen, you know, that's that's a good thing. But uh, I, I don't know. I, I really didn't feel like she had a whole lot to she do doesn't. outside of be uh, Rod's love interest. But uh, I, I, I do like that she was, even though she was like a gorgeous woman, she's like, well, I like these nerds, you know? I like, I like at the end of the day, that's, around that's her thing. Like, her boyfriend's like, they're fucking nerds. And she's like, only if you care what people think. And I was like, man, fucking A, man, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it kind of plays into the stupid regular, like, romantic tropes of the world, but uh, or movies, mm-hmm. rather, but... Uh, but still, it's fun, and then at the end, you get to see her make out with Andy Sandberg, which is fucking hot. <laughs> but she goes in open mouth and like just like suck on his fake mustache, Holy and he's shit. just like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. yeah, <laughs> time. so great. Uh, yeah, it really plays with their expectations there. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just really like anytime I see her. She's in a movie uh, that Amanda and I uh, watch a lot. Um, from like 2016 with Ryan Reynolds in it uh, that I'm stalling right out of. Deadpool. I said 2016 and it's from 2008. Uh, It's called Definitely Maybe. Um, Oh. You ever seen that one before? No, no. Is that a Christmas movie? It's not a Christmas movie. You can totally see that uh, from the cover. It almost looks like one. But um, no, it's uh, Abigail Breslin plays his daughter. Um, He's telling the story about her her mom who has recently, he's gotten divorced with her mom and he's trying to tell her the story Mm -hmm. of his past love life uh but not telling her the names of the ladies so she's trying to it's like a kind of like a mom who done it uh he tells her the story oh. of like three ladies he dated uh, isla fisher is one rachel vice is another elizabeth banks uh is another and oh my god all those uggos oh my god right that poor bastard <laughs> but they're also good it's like a romantic comedy you know it's typical whatever mm-hmm. uh but yeah. all those people are so good in it and uh, isla fisher in particular is really sassy in it um, she and Ryan Reynolds have a lot of like sparring, like making fun of each other type of stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, she could really hold her own t- with him as well, you know, and that came out a year after this one. So there you go. But uh, I just really yeah. like her and and she's got my my last name. So. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about I'm it. conflicted about liking her. We're cousins, but I would do it. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I I thought she was good. Um, like overall, you know, uh with the cast and whatnot i i used to confuse her with amy adams oh yeah because i think they i became aware of them around the the same time and i used to confuse i kind of still do oh i absolutely still do and uh Mm -hmm. even more than that i'm super confused because i i saw that she was in this movie called nocturnal nocturnal animals Mm -hmm. um who i thought this entire time was amy adams and now when I oh. look at it, Amy Adams is not listed in the cast of that movie. And I was about to say, like, oh, they're in that movie together. Nope. Apparently that was just her this whole time. So, oh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm really fucked up with that one. That's wild, man. It's an educational show. You know, Amy we Adams, all learn something here. Amy Adams is in it. They're both in that one. So if you watch Nocturnal Animals, you're going to oh get God. super confused. Oh, no. I wonder if they're not in the same room ever, though, you know, <laughs> together. Yeah. That'd be wild. Uh, It'd be like with uh, Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, Jessica Chastain. (laughs) They totally do, though, man. All look alike. It's um, so wild. uh, uh, Fucking. And it's not just redheaded uh, white women either. It's uh, I used to confuse (laughs) uh, fucking Nick Nolte and uh, Gary Busey. Gary Busey for sure. Yeah. Well, that's just. That's one example. Right. 
That's like in the clear. one that sack for another. I mean, it's, that's all they look yeah, like at this point. Just, just find them on lemonparty.org or whatever <laughs> it is you said. <laughs> go uh so we've been jumping all over the place uh but unfortunately yeah. i do have to go fairly soon so uh what are your last big notes that we both want to mention here um you know i'm i'm trying to look through here i feel like we've touched on a lot of them yep. you know the safety word for the luge was hilarious yeah. like that's not going to do anything <laughs> there's no way anyone can fucking help you with this say, uh, what, I will what say, way <laughs> yeah, i will say that um uh i guess my last two notes are one I love that the question is asked in a fight between a grilled cheese sandwich and a taco. Oh, yeah. Who wins? And I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, who would win? And then we get to see that shit right. play out in heaven. You know, that's not many movies deliver on your dreams like that. You know, it was wonderful. And it really now, did. It does bum me out that, you know, there's a, a, a winner and the, the loser gets wasted. I hate wasted oh, food. Oh, yeah. You know, that bums me you gotta out. Gotta eat that bit. shit trying to get over right it, right you know? okay i don't know how i feel about the results i don't know <laughs> but this I, election was stolen from the taco <laughs> or from the grilled cheese i suppose from the grilled cheese yeah yeah, yeah. oh wow you the know? grilled cheese because he's i mean it's orange. just it's carb heavy yeah i feel like it's just bread. more substantial sure that tacos may be filled with beef i don't know how i feel about it steven right. what do you think well i do think this would have been a good question for us to open the show with that we uh this is right up our alley we never thought about well, it but fuck. Uh, no we should go Shit. back want to restart yep you have plenty of time <laughs> right yeah, i'm good to go <laughs> uh yeah what a, a classic question though for all of us to think about and ponder you know so mm-hmm. yeah and i guess prison we'll rules or not you know? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It changes everything. I do like that they slipped in the racial. Oh my God. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> I like that he makes fun of her the whole time. Like, uh, yeah. hey Denise, you look pretty. What? I said you look shitty. Yeah. That that that's like, the so comic gold. You know. Yeah. yeah. That's gonna get her. Um, and then uh, he he finally kicks Frank's ass. You know, yeah. at the very end of the and movie, the, and the, the crap and shit. Tai Chi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when she and teaches him. Yes. And he's like, well, I wish you would have taught me because it totally didn't work. <laughs> and he walks awkwardly back to his motorcycle, squeezing them cheeks together. Uh, but I love Man. that he, like, kicks Frank's ass, does the little, like, Tai Chi move to make him grab his pants, does the, like, freeze frame victory, hand in the oh, air, yeah. you know, screaming yes, and then the movie ends, you know? It's perfect. Just, it's right there, you know, kind of like uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, to my surprise, there's a post-credit scene. Oh, this yeah, movie. that's right. Uh, did you scrub forward? I did. And, yeah, and watch yeah. it? I had to read yeah. about it to know it was there, actually, though. I didn't think about it. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 So it's just uh, it's a uh, profile view, um, mostly silhouette, where Rod bows respectfully towards his motorcycle. And then there's a uh, sunset in the background. It's beautiful. Just a, a nice little touch. This came out in 2007. Iron Man comes Whoa. out the following year, 2008, when you and I met. And that's where a lot of people, when they think of post-credit scenes, they yep. uh, think of and or blame Marvel Cinematic right. Universe for it. But, you know, it's right here. It, it's kind of peppered throughout uh, film. I mean, Ferris Bueller did it. Ferris Bueller, yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. But it did start it's here. Where you look. It did start here, of course. Yeah. Ferris Bueller came after word, but like time travel. Exactly brought it backwards so it's don't even think about it or try to make sense of that. <laughs> it's totally fine that's what time Just travel does worry about it. yeah it's totally great well uh cool beans man um cool beans <laughs> i do say cool beans a lot so i appreciate that scene a lot uh yeah yeah because my daily life it's just always there but 
Cool beans. Cool, cool, cool beans. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, this was a blast, man. I'm so glad that we both really liked it still. Uh, this is definitely one that I recommend to people because it is, uh, it's just so fucking funny. If you like that absurdist humor, if you like the Lonely Island guys or Andy Samberg or any of that, I would definitely give this a shot. And it's just to have fucking fun with it. It's a blast. They're, they're so absurd and, and crazy, but yeah, it's fun, man. I, I had a blast. I would definitely recommend this to anyone really like if, if you're listening to this podcast oh, right. you probably have a similar sense of humor you know or you're being forced to listen to it because i don't know a spouse <laughs> family member is listening to it on speaker and they're like we're big in north korea gotta... <laughs> they've been using yeah. us for torture oh, for years <laughs> all of those fake storefronts play us all the time it's we're great. the muzak of north korea <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> Man. But, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I would recommend this movie to any of our listeners who uh, have a, a good sense of humor. And, uh, yeah, I hope you uh, enjoy it as much as we apparently have. Again, falling then down the hill for two minutes solid, uh. just like peak cinema, maybe? Like, yeah, it might hey, be. Citizen Kane, take <laughs> notes, baby. Yeah, it might be, man. It's uh, it's way up there for me. Um, I'm certainly glad that I watched this again, and I definitely want to see Popstar. So if I if I do end up watching that, mm-hmm. I will report back. And if, if you do as well, let us know. But um, yeah, mm-hmm. it's super fun. So uh, we have uh, uh, these few separate movies we just wanted to get through the, the end of this month and everything. But we actually are planning a really big thing for August. Brent, did oh you want to start telling us about that a little bit? Oh, my God. Steven, uh, you and I planned this over kind of a, a group chat thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I love puns, and I just, it like hit me once when we were like having a text conversation with some of our, our friends, uh, Allison and Liz, and uh, I think maybe your wife Amanda was in that chat as well. Yeah, yeah. But you had mentioned in the past that you've been meaning to watch more uh, like Asian stuff kind of throughout the year yeah. and, and, and maybe doing like an Asian-themed month, and that's kind of like snowballed into another thing. Um, you've also been meaning to watch like more anime. Right. And so why don't we just go to the fucking king of oh. anime? Let's go to Miyazaki town, right? Ooh. But like it's August. So <laughs> you know, what's going to be Mia's August, baby. You know, what's going to be Mia's August. So oh, that's I the plan it. for August of this year. So beginning with the next episode, uh, that comes out on August 1st. Uh, we are going to watch Princess Not Mononoke from 1997. Uh, following that, from 2004, we're going to watch Howl's Moving Castle on August 8th. Spirited Away from 2001 on August 5th. Uh, Ponyo from 2008, August 22nd. And then ending the month with My Neighbor Totoro from 1988 on august 29th and look that's a lot of numbers i just screeched mm-hmm, out of mm-hmm. people i barely could get them out of my mouth when i said them we're going to put up a little graphic on our instagram and twitter so people can just look at that it's going to be easier to keep track of i'm uh, already working on that as we speak awesome. here um so yes all you need to know next week we're going to talk about princess mononoke again it's from 1997 it's going to be on your august 1st episode of mia's august i'm so glad that there are five uh weeks to cover five movies uh-huh. during that uh we as, as far as i know neither of us really know these movies at all right like i'm i'm totally going in this blank i don't know any of these i've seen a portion of spirited away mm. it's like maybe a, like five minutes of okay. it i came across it on like cartoon network Porn hub <laughs> limit party i mean movies do get pirated there, <laughs> there you go yeah that's true. Uh, from what i hear <laughs> i don't know um but yeah like that's kind of it okay. oh I man it's crazy really know- 
I didn't understand what I was seeing. I just thought it looked so fucking right. beautiful. I was like, oh, I definitely need to go back and rewatch this. But I'm like, not yet. I want to wait a good 15 years before yeah, I commit I know, to right? that. Like, what is I want to make sure I have something called a podcast. <laughs> I don't know what that is yet. I'm excited um, that yeah, I get into these finally because I, I've always heard wonderful things. I'm sure I'm going mm-hmm. to love them, but uh, they sound beautiful and amazing films, and I've just never gotten into any of it. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited for these. There's This list was, was started from a list of basically the best rated ones on Rotten Tomatoes, and then we mm-hmm. used Allison's help because she loves these movies to give us some gui- guidelines on that. And uh, she'll be in to to help us facilitate these. But, um, yeah, I'm Mm. looking forward to finally getting into any of these movies and seeing what they're all about. Yeah, same. Uh, Everything I've heard is these are like artesian cinema films. It's just through uh, the medium of animation is what we're working with. So uh, I'm very curious to see what Princess Mononoke is even about. I don't know what any of these are about. (laughs) Like, there's Howl's Moving Castle. I'm like, oh, man, I love when werewolves can levitate castles. I don't know oh what it's going to be. I hope there are right? werewolves in this oh, shit. Oh, my God. One can hope. Uh, Spirited Away. I'm sure Ghostface from the Scream franchise has oh, to be yeah. appearance. Oh, yeah, he's definitely going to be in there. Yeah. 97? Ghost Spirit, that's right there. Came out right after uh, Scream. He's definitely yeah. going to be in that one. Well, wait, wait, wait. Uh, Spirited was uh, Spirited Away, 2001. No, 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 but Mononoke. Oh, came out a year after uh, this, right? I, I'm just thinking Ghostface mm-hmm. is going to show up everywhere. Oh, okay, yeah, right, yeah, that makes sense because he yeah. was right there. He's just so popular, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, really looking forward to that, and that's going to be the whole month. Mia's August. Uh, it really Mia's does. August. I, honestly, when he wrote it out, I didn't know. I looked good, but I didn't know how to say it. It does actually kind of roll off the tongue. I mean, my phone's autocorrect and learned that <laughs> oh, yeah? pretty fucking hey, quickly. Right on, man. <laughs> I've been typing it in various chats for uh, a couple of months, I yeah, think, yeah. is where we kind of started planning this. And uh, my phone just knows it. Damn, that's like, awesome. I, I get to that Z and it's like, oh, I, I see what you're doing, doing brother. <laughs> I got you. you. You actually can't spell Miyazaki if you tried. It just always I literally <laughs> could not. I literally could not. It defaults to it. Oh, my God. I love it, man. Well, that's going to be a blast. So, yeah, come back next week as we start off with Princess Mononoke, as we start off uh, Mia's August with a bunch of these awesome films. So uh, follow along with that. Uh, Anything else for you today, Brent? Nope. I think we're we're all tapped out. Excellent. Well, if you'd like to contact us, all the infos in the show notes as usual. You can rate and review us on your favorite podcast apps. Five stars is always appreciated. And please tell your friends so more people can find us. And uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, this was a blast. I'm so glad I got to watch Hot Rod with you, man. You know, virtually, whatever. And uh, and talk about it. And uh, that was a lot of fun. But yeah, really looking forward to watching these amazing films and discussing those next week. So come back for that, everybody. Brent, anything else? Uh, Yeah. uh, If if you're into uh, any of the Miyazaki, (laughs) Miyazaki, Miyazaki. Uh, Miyazaki. <laughs> I can't say it now. You're on a correcting your mouth. My brain is fucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Miyazaki. If uh, you listener into uh, Miyazaki at all, uh, let us know. Uh, I'm curious to get your thoughts. Yeah. Uh, because again, like Stephen said, we don't know much of anything about it. So uh, it'd be cool to have a, a your perspective yeah. on it. Right on. But, uh, yeah. Looking forward. Sounds to great, man. Well, yeah. Definitely come back next week for Princess Mononoke. And until next time, I'm Stephen. I'm Brent. And let's talk later. Cool beans. Cool, 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 cool beans. Cool, cool. Beans. Beans.
Spades. Did you want to uh, lead us off as well? Or you want me sure. to start us off? Okay, go for it. Oh, yeah, if you'd like to. Yeah. Uh-oh. No, oh, we're we stuck. both volunteer, both give up? <laughs> we're the stalemate? Both volunteer, both give up. Man, that's our motto for sure. That's uh, uh, Instead of a stalemate, it'd be a fail mate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was kind of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of a fail mate. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> start this off i'll start this off okay cool 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 we'll record on three one two three record oh yeah now brent i want you to say exactly as simple and cool and easygoing as you did right before this what you said to me right before we recorded this i think if there was any type of nasal sex situation it would be called (laughs) pinocchioing should we give context for that i don't know maybe that's just like the best version of that it might be right yeah just a non sequitur to to start things yeah there mm-hmm. yeah there's no sequitur up there you can be no here. sequitur no i wouldn't i wouldn't allow it couldn't fit it mm-hmm. i imagine yeah i'm not sure though but yeah wanted to get uh get that out of the way right in the start just because uh brent and i both have really big nostrils right now not related anyway uh-huh. <laughs> our faces double urethras <laughs> inflamed right now no one wants to picture that. Also, another thing people may not want to picture oh, is being out in the wild and seeing someone podcast. Stephen, this happened to me yesterday. For real? It happened to me. Oh, my God. Where, was it you? No. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't mind doing it, yeah. but it oh, was okay. weird to see it, you thought about in, it. The, in the wild and it not be me and or someone I know. Totally. I went to a comic book store yesterday, right? Because I'm a fucking cool dude, man. <laughs> I'm a cool guy, you know? People are out on Saturdays doing, you know, I don't know, whatever other people might do. And I'm like, I got to hit these trees. I got to find me some comic books, you know? Hell yeah. I got to put them in a box in a closet and not get to them for a couple of years. <laughs> That's your MO, baby. That's my MO, mm-hmm. you know? I got some ducats to my name, so, you know, let me shoot them at a, a local business. Yeah, so damn. I went to this uh, this comic shop that I don't regularly go to, but if I'm on that side of uh, of Tulsa, I'll stop by and just see what's cracking, you know? Right. And uh, I went in there, and I saw, like, off to the side, it's like a well-lit building and everything, uh, but, like, facing an external, like, window... There, there are two entrances to the shop. It's kind mm-hmm. of like at a corner or whatever. And I started to walk in the one door, and I saw guys with a table uh, in front of that one. And I thought, oh, okay, maybe they're <laughs> setting up some like, um, uh, some type of like um, signing thing it. or something, or like merchandising. There we go, merchandising. Yeah, they were like, so you just shut the table out of the way. You just said, get out. You're in the doorway. I don't know why you're here. Fucking bars right in. Equidistant to the other unobstructed door, but I was like, I must go through this one. But you did it really slowly. (laughs) Get out of my way. I'm a left entrance kind of guy. Right. Exactly. Uh, but no, I, I thought it was maybe like uh, the, the people who work there were just setting up a, a merch table or whatever right, right. or uh, uh, you know, selling their stuff there. Uh, but as I like walked through the store, I saw a guy like take headphones out of a bag. I was like, oh, well, this is is this what I think it is? And Stephen, sure enough, it was. Oh, my two, gosh. If you could believe it, heavy set dorks setting up to okay. record a podcast. Sure. And uh, in a, in a so, comic shop, you say in a comic shop. Huh, interesting. And the the. 
place they were situated at, like they had tons of natural light coming in. So I appreciate that. You know, that's how I like to record. There you go. Uh, I, I, I like to get that vitamin D where I can. But nostrils sitting, or not. Nostrils or not. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that was one of the best parts of um, uh, when we were all wearing masks is no one could see my exposed nostrils. Oh, you know? yeah. Because they were inflamed and huge. They were inflamed. And they right. were like, oh, my God, this guy is so horny and on the streets. You know? I'm like, oh, my God. I've heard of horny on Main, but horny on Main Street. Oh, Wow. With your nostrils like this? Oh, my God. It's a little much. For, there's children around here. Yes, sir. You are porky pigging right now. I'm going to need you <laughs> to tone it down. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so I, uh, I I saw these two uh, these two fellows uh, recording, and, you know, I was kind of, like, browsing the entirety of the store. And as I, like, got closer to them, I could hear them talking about, like, geek-centric stuff. So it's, you know, fitting they were recording a podcast. <laughs> In a comic shop, I suppose, but they were uh-huh. like facing away from like everyone. It's not some people, right? Like it's not like an audience there. No, but like <laughs> I, I couldn't quite wrap my head around like why yeah. you wouldn't just do this at home. You know, like it's so much uh, easier, more convenient. You, right. you have, I don't know. Like, I what if somebody gets like a customer gets pissed off in the background? You know, like mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna I, say. It's not a live event. Like otherwise, you're just getting people milling about on your recording, mm-hmm. right? Like. Yeah, you're going to hear those people. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Well, the the other issue is they were sitting directly underneath the speaker that uh, was playing music <laughs> for the store. So it had to be bleeding through on the audio. How bizarre. The entire time, you know, yeah. So so where can we listen strange. to this? Did you get any cards? No. Did you find no, out any I, times? Or? I was curious. I was kind of like sneaking a peek to see if they had like. Right. Uh, any type of labeling of any sort to uh, let me know what what. Uh, the name of their show was, but, uh, I mean, they seem like nice guys, uh, knowledgeable about the stuff they were wanting to talk about, but they very much had a cadence of, Hey guys, you know, one of those things. <laughs> wait, was that us? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whenever we have to do a secret edit, you know, and uh-huh, it's like, right. um, okay. Or like when we start the show, Steven, you know, one of those right. things. yeah. A little fake maybe. And not not what we do it. Oh, of course, no. Cool, Ours dude. is genuine, Steven, baby. I went to a comic shop yesterday, dude. I don't know what to tell you guys. Pretty much the coolest guy ever. I uh, I've never seen that in the real world, though. Much like mm-hmm. I haven't really seen like any influencers out in the real world filming. Like every once in a while, even the like, people on YouTube that I follow and like, and they're doing like you know a blog post, just walking around downtown mm-hmm. New York City or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, if I saw that in real life, I think I'd be really annoyed. Like, I don't want to be on your, I don't want to be in your channel, especially if you're popular. Like, I don't want to be in the background of it. I don't want to be in the foreground of it. I don't want to be around for it. It would be annoying, like, because they either have, like, a selfie stick or they're holding their arm out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, like, taking too much space and not caring about the people around you. But at the same time, I was like, I genuinely like this content. Yeah. So, I, it's a it's a mixed bag for me. But uh, I've never stumbled across any of that, so. It was crazy. Like, I did have this little, like, slight daydream in my head while I was there. It's like. I'm in proximity to them. They're talking about nerd shit. Right. I feel like I could chime in pretty easily. And then if they, like, if the conversation just started, I would just lose my fucking mind on there. (laughs) I'd have to promote the show, of course. (laughs) And then challenge them to a death fight. Right. What if you got over there and they were like, all right, let's talk about stuff. And you're like, God damn it. it. (laughs) Not again. Are you from Canada? Canada? You have to tell me. (laughs) 
We will take that beef with the Canadian Eltas to our graves. They had like 13 episodes ever. Uh-huh. And we haven't spoken to them in years. And nope. even then, they reluctantly did it. But man, we mm. will pummel them to death. Absolutely. Oh, my God. That's what's worth it, man. I don't know. You find out someone else has your name. They did it mm-hmm. before you. You have to take them off this planet. That's the way it <laughs> works. Right. It's Highlander rules. It's right. <laughs> All day, every day. You know? <laughs> In the podcasting world, absolutely, man. I mean, when it comes it's to cut let's off talk about stuff podcasts, I oh, mean, yeah. there can be only several. <laughs> right. I think there are still several that are on. Remember, we found like there were more uh-huh. recently in the last like two years. Mm-hmm. And I, they're still there as far as I know. And I, I wonder sometimes if they immediately took off and they've done so much better than us. Godspeed. <laughs> right. He's not I mean, real, like, so whatever. Uh, one of them had like a slice of pizza on their logo. I was like, uh, okay, okay. I'm, I haven't. We get along these people. <laughs> I haven't listened to the audio, but you know, I like I like the work they're doing with the logo. Honestly, that's good. That's smart. That's I like logos. Smart, I like pizza. Mm-hmm. I like this title. I think yeah. I would like these guys. <laughs> There's this one. This one kid who had one. Uh, he was like a young man who had a podcast called "Let's Talk About Stuff," and I remember reading the description. And it was just like one episode. That's like he just like gave up on it immediately. Like right. we probably should have, uh, you know, <laughs> three hundred twelve episodes ago. We might have. Maybe this is all like a fever dream of one of us. You know, <laughs> are, are we each other's grandsons? <laughs> We're just like let him think he's recording a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, it's like in Wet Hot American Summer, none of this is plugged in. <laughs> We're just talking to the masses. Uh-huh. I'm the beekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's like we're living a fantasy, but it's not even a good one because, right. you know, we have some listeners. We don't have a ton of listeners. I know. You know? We don't even really live <laughs> it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we keep ourselves humble. We Absolutely. keep us humble. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty good. I feel good about it. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, how about we sync with uh, Grandpa Eltas? Okay. Ooh, man. Grandpa Eltas. You know, you'd go mm-hmm. over there, he'd give you a Werther's. Yeah. Tell you a story. Yeah. Tell you, tell you about his uh, politics as well. Uh-oh. I mean, like, it's not, it's not the worst I've heard. Not great. <laughs> but, and back you know, in my day, we were just a lot of call people brown. Grandpa, I am brown. <laughs> 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 yeah, we were allowed to say it. Anyway, brown, you go get me a Werther's. He, he puts his uh, hand on my shoulder. He's like, don't ever call yourself that. You don't have to say that. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. It's okay if I do it. It's just, you know, it's a whole thing. Don't even. I'm, this is a mistake. This is a mistake, Grandpa. Oh, man. Yeah. Gramps. Yeah. Good Anyways, times. did you get bingo yet? I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I'm going to grab a pudding cup on the way home and then uh, call it good. Uh, all right. So let's sync with Grandpa Eltas on three. One, two, three. Grandpa, Grandpa Eltas. Mm, Stephen, I need you to change my diaper. Oh, it's, it's full of lemon candies. I Not refuse again. to digest. That's a lemon party. I don't want to be a part of Grandpa. Hold my legs. <laughs> oh God. L P A M.